Anyway, what the fuck is up, duelists? Hello and welcome to Pod of Greed, the world's only Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast that has actually made it all the way to the end of Duel Monsters. We did it. No one else has done it. I don't know if that's true. I'm just saying things. Anyway, I'm Sarah, also known as two bros chilling in the depths of their heart. The distance between them is irrelevant because they're deeply in love no matter what their sexual identity <laughs> are because being in love is not an inherently sexual emotion and Yu-Gi-Oh! is at heart an asexual text in this essay. I will... Not enough people are saying this. I'm Max, aka the Egyptian God Delusion. Uh, I'm Dan, aka Face Up, Face Down, Attack or Defend. And I am Audrey, aka a theme for two of them. Two of them! Two of them! Two of them. There's two of them. Guys, we finished Yu Gi Oh! Two and a half years in the making. <laughs> Oh, God. A culmination, for me, of 20 years of waiting. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've been, we've been waiting for t- two and a half years. You? Yeah, I've been playing the long game. <laughs> You're the uh, fellow who's been here for 3,000 years, and so we have to send you home. The prestige. Except instead of sending you home, we're sending you to GX. <laughs> oh, God. We're, we're sending you to high school. <laughs> high school never ends. Um. Anyway, uh... Uh, episode 220 should we get right into let's it just, yeah just i don't want to i just want to get into it yeah okay episode 220 is uh in the sub version the final trial uh in the dub it is episode 48 uh i have this in no fuck um the final journey yeah, okay right. close enough everyone's dead on the floor yeah so we yeah we open with a um grand theft auto wasted screen <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah <laughs> Yeah, the gang are waking up just absolutely twisted after a wild night in the memory world. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone, and everyone's, like, turning it to Yugi. He's like, oh my god, did, like, did Atem make it over safely? And Atem's like, yeah, I'm here, it's chill, whatever. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I, the, whenever, like, Atem appears, like, Yugi holds up the Millennium Puzzle. He's like, oh, hey, other me. And, like, glows and dings, the glow and ding that I love to see and hear. And then when Atem appears, like... I just noticed that his eyes are in shadow, just like season zero Yamayuki used yeah, to be. Yeah, that happens oh, a lot. Oh, <clears throat> I, I, I love to think about it and consider the themes. There's no yeah. themes in this There's show. no themes, certainly not in these episodes. There's a really fun bit of dialogue where like Tristan's like, yeah, hell yeah, we saved the world. And Joey's <laughs> like, hey, Tristan, all you did was get norted. Yeah. And then Taya yeah. points out to Joey, hey, you've gotten norted too. I would it's say just, I would say it's much more one-sided in the subversion where both yep. Anzu and 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 Jonochi sort of lay into Honda for being a fail friend for the for being a cringe nort for this fail friendship. <laughs> but you know it's great because like, they're just all bickering and like Atem is there just like watching them bicker and being just like oh my god I love having friends friends are great I love these people I love to be friends with them love to be here. Atem is just that. Uh... One of those memes where it's, like, me and my love for my friends, and it's, like, something wild going on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, and as, like, as Yugi and Atem sort of, like, watch the three of them bicker, uh, Yugi poses a very, a question that makes me very soft. Oh my god, uh, yeah. Which, uh, he asks Atem if he can continue calling him Mohitori no Boku, other me, while they still share a body. Yeah. I'm looking directly at it. Yeah, I'm like, oof, okay, yeah. Like, though, I will say, take 
take a picture. It'll last longer. Oh. <laughs> yeah, they they do something similar in the dub. He just doesn't call him that. He calls him like the pharaoh. Uh, yeah, because yeah. actually, I guess the dub has never had other me or Mohitoru Noboku or Aibo or partner or anything like that. Really, yeah. I th- does doesn't doesn't even the dub doesn't he call him partner? Probably partner. Partner's like as far as they yeah. go in the dub, I believe. Yeah, yeah. They'll never go further than being partners. <laughs> I mean, so they're all like ready to <laughs> to exit the tomb, <laughs> and uh, oh right, this guy, hey Bakura, you're not looking so hot. <laughs> how was <laughs> how was your time passed out on the staircase? Pretty good, it doesn't seem. He looks like Bella yeah. at the end of the first Breaking Dawn movie. God. He looks like Fuck. shit. <laughs> uh, like, he's just kind of like, oh, guys, oof, ow, ooh, ooh, my brain cells, ooh, and then, like, he's passes the fuck out again. stairs for however many hours. How long do you think they've been lying here? I mean, I'm gonna say, like, five minutes. Let's be real here. Time dilation, maybe. <laughs> yeah. I don't care. Yeah. The crick in his neck must be unbearable. Um, <laughs> yeah, if I lie on some stairs for five minutes, I'd have a terrible crick in my neck. So we we get sort of what what I refer to here as Schrodinger's Bakura, where um, <laughs> when he's on screen, he's all anyone can talk about. Um, but as soon as he's gone, they immediately forget he exists. They forget that he was host to literally <laughs> the final boss of the series. But though, though there is a moment later on that's like really funny about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, While this is happening, we do like Kaiba wakes up. I think before Baka goes on the stairs, and he's just like glaring at the gang the entire time. He's just not, you know, probably not too happy about everything that happens. And he like yeets the Millennium Eye at at Yugi when he finds it yeah, still in like, his pocket. The whole of the preceding scene immediately becomes just hilarious when you consider that Kaiba is there in the background just watching it silently and gloomily. Yep. It's <laughs> like these these fucking nerds. Can't stand him. But yeah, like, Kaiba yeets the Millennium Eye, Bakura passes the fuck out, and the Millennium Ring comes off, and then everyone's like, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, these things. Yeah, yeah, wait, 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 wait. So, like, Ryo's like, I'm super hungry, okay, gonna, like, pass out again, even though I just came out of a coma, whatever, it's fine. Um, <laughs> Listen, he deserves <laughs> a nap. Jonochi, Jonochi literally is, like, holding him, and then he's, <laughs> he's like, looking at, like, Ryo's unconscious body, and is like... Think to yourself, what is the one constant in all your failed relationships? It's that cursed Egyptian pendant you keep wearing. Why do you even still have that? Yeah. <laughs> and he, like, takes, takes the ring off and hands it to you. He's like, you better give, hold on to this yeah. now. The, the cursed Egyptian pendant is not the main issue here. Yeah. yeah. But I really like how they all leave and then, you know, Atem goes and like, he starts kind of tidying up the Millennium items, like yeah. a mom absentmindedly tidying her teenage son's bedroom. Yeah. 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 Just doing a little bit of spring cleaning. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, like they, and after that, like, they go up and talk with the Ishtars. They talk about how this is all almost over, but before they can truly be over, uh, Atem has to seal away the items and go to the spirit world where he can rest. Always, always sunny title card, title card voice. The gang faces the concept of mortality. Yeah. God. <laughs> It's it feels a bit different to me in the sub because the Ishtar, Ishtars are kind of like ah oh, my work here is done out here, and Atem is sort of like well that's great I just gotta kind of pop these Millennium items out of existence and then we're all good to go, but then it's Anzu who kind of comes in and is like hold on a second Atem won't your soul return to the afterlife if you do that and Atem is just like 
Yeah, yeah, that happens in the dub too. <laughs> and what? Uh, and what about it? Yeah, she's, she's like, she's like, congratulations, Pharaoh. God will finally let you die. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, there's there's another poem it in here. Uh, oh yeah. To the spirit world, thou may proceed, but first thou must complete this deed. Return the items whence they came, and speak aloud the Pharaoh's name. I love all the ancient. I love ancient Egyptian limericks. Yeah, and. Not a, limerick. not a limerick. Uh, yeah, not a limerick. Um, and I also Whatever. also love that the ancient Egyptians spoke English. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, that, that, that's that's a joke I was going for. I don't know poetry. <laughs> I I do like that. So, so basically, after Ishizu tells him this, she's like, "We have to go to the temple of the underworld in the Valley of Kings, and they have to like take a boat to do it because yeah, this is you know it assists oh the symbolism." I I. I thought this part was very funny because it's like, yes, in our ancient Egyptian tradition, we will now board this cruise ship. <laughs> Let's get on this yacht, baby. <laughs> to go, the steel, the steel cruise ship. Listen, it is an ancient <laughs> to go to tradition. The final duel. It's an ancient tradition which was established in season one, Duelist Kingdom. Yeah, right. it's all boats. It's it's you know it's a cyclical, the cyclical nature of storytelling. You go from boat to Egypt back to boat again. The two genders. Two genders. Also, I am sitting here trying to come up with an actual limerick. I'll let you know how that's progressing. Okay, yeah, you have, you have some time. Yeah. Grandpa and Mokuba are here. There once there once was a guy from the Nile. Um, also, Duke Devlin's here. Yeah, for whatever reason. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, <laughs> um, and Mokuba's here. I mean, at least yeah. he makes sense because he was flying to Egypt already. Right. Though, I have a question. So, Mokuba says that he, or Otogi says, rather, that he met up, the three of them, Otogi, Grandpa, and, no, that's, it was just the two of them, um, meet up with Mokuba at the airport. Why did Mokuba even go to the airport? He has a private jet. I mean, jet. he was in a plane. Yeah, he had to land the plane somewhere. Yeah. You I can't crash into the pyramid. Yeah, well, you know. Yeah, but Kaiba <laughs> doesn't play by the rules. It's true, he's a bad boy. <laughs> he's a bad boy. <laughs> I do love to see Mokubo, like, pushing through the gang, running past him completely to hug Kaiba because he was so worried. Oh, yeah, that was so good. <laughs> yeah, I just... love to see how he just, like, runs at Kaiba, leaps up, dangles around his neck like a kind of Mokubo-Kaiba necklace, and then just, like, falls and hugs him at the waist, and it's just all so cute. They're brothers. They are brothers. <laughs> So, so is their reuniting? Um, Otogi's like, hey, by the way, I told literally everyone you've ever talked to that <laughs> all ten of them that, <laughs> that you're doing this. Um, he's about three steps away from starting a cult with Yugi as like the central yeah. religious figure. I mean, isn't that is that not what this podcast is, Audrey? <laughs> this is not Church of Nart. Yeah. <laughs> We get this whole scene of, like, Pegasus going on a whole, like, soliloquy? Is that the word? Um, uh, monologue, I guess. Monologue. About about how he and all of these people that Atem has met o- over the course of his journey have, like, have, like, changed all their lives. How all these people are, like, connected by Atem. And we get all these shots of... All of, like, the supporting characters that have appeared throughout the series. Like, we see Mai, we see Rebecca and Arthur, we see Rex and Weevil, Serenity's there. Do we really believe? We even get, like, the three musketeers from season four. Yeah, and I just want to note that we see, you know, blonde Raphael, Raphael Fire Emblem, 
Uh, for some reason, he's at the at the Arc de Triomphe. Yeah, in why? Paris. <laughs> why is he in Paris? I just he lives in Paris. That's what? where he lives now. What? 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 <laughs> this is the we've never been to the Arc de Triomphe in the series. Raphael has no assist. Like, what? Did they just happen to have that background lying around from a different anime Probably. and just kind of put him on it? What? Well, look, I mean, first of all, this isn't the only, like, world landmark that we see in this batch of episodes. I think they just wanted to have a fun with it. They wanted to get a little nutty. Yeah, and honestly, there probably is, like, some... Wait, has... Did... I know season four had, like, all these sequences of, like, dual monsters around the world. Did we ever see the Arc de Triomphe in that? Certainly not. Probably. I saw the Eiffel Tower. Yeah. Um, Yeah. yeah. I also... I just want to mention, the, the way this montage ends is they cut to the boat that all the gang are on but when they cut to the boat i had pot of greed on and i was like oh hey it's the boat that everyone's parents are on having a party we're gonna finally see everyone's parents (laughs) (laughs) um I also, uh, I, I I love that this entire sequence was made possible by Pegasus, who is definitely alive. Okay, yeah, I, it's, alive it's like, I get that they ignore the sort of canonicity of the manga for that. And I do love to see that Pegasus, like, he's constantly brushing his hair and, I guess, touching his eye socket that's empty now. That's been empty for quite some time at this point. It's yeah. just like, he has, like, a cool eye patch now. I want to see his, his eye patch. His eye is covered by his hair in the sub. Yeah. It's just covered by yeah that, it's it's like that in both versions pegasus okay. get eye patch mm, he's, sol- he's he's solid snake now he's solid snake now oh i just realized that i could wear my dimitri fire blue eye patch with my pegasus cosplay and it'll probably work mm. fuck yeah but you have to explain that it's it's only part of pot of greed's canon pegasus okay right yeah yeah you're, you're cosplaying an a- you're cosplaying an au what i could do with the eye patch is i could paint that one picture of bugs bunny smacking little funny on it Oh. Well, thank you for tuning that's in to right. our final episode of Pot of Greed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Hey, so the gang are on the boat watching the sunset. They're all sad about everything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Malik's, Malik's like, hey, you want to battle to the death one last time? We promise it's for a good reason this time. <laughs> it's like they they sort of explain to, to Yugi and everyone else that Atem has to basically lose his final duel in order to be returned to the afterlife. Which is like, yeah. huh, this is a subversion of expectations for the show. And this yeah. is specifically because um, I, uh, Isis says, <clears throat> The pharaoh's soul cannot start his homeward journey to eternal rest while still holding his sword. So basically, you can't die if you're still ready to fight. Mm-hmm. So he's got to lose a game. There's a really fun bit of dialogue where like Merrick explains, So before, in the old days, uh... Egyptians, for this whole ceremony, Egyptians would fight with, like, swords. But this is the modern age, so we do it with a card game. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. like... <laughs> In the sub, she basically says, it's a metaphor. It's fine. Yeah, it's kind of like, you've just got to go up against each other. It doesn't really matter how, but he has to be bested at got, whatever he's Got to throw at. hands. Yeah, got to throw Hey, what if what if they just fought? What if they just had a fist fight? They're just like wrestling, beating the shit out of each other in front of the eye of one chef. I mean, they're, <laughs> boy they're fights small. Boy fights too. Boy fights too. <laughs> Baby fights. Okay, come on. All right, come on, Sarah. All right, but yeah. But yeah, I do like... I also like the idea that, that dueling has straight up replaced the concept of like old-timey duels, like... I mean, hey, it's it's still dueling. Still Listen. dueling. Okay, 
you know the reason I first watched Yu-Gi-Oh or wanted to watch Yu-Gi-Oh? I'm really, really, really into the 18th century concept of dueling. Like, I fucking love that shit. Like, Ridley Scott's The Duelists, I've seen it once. But I think about it a lot. So the reason I started watching Yu-Gi-Oh! is because I'm like, oh, that's like dueling, but different. I want to watch that. What a trajectory your life's gone on. It's the same thing. Many are saying it's the exact same thing. Yeah, Yeah. I I love that about, like, all sorts of shounen where where they create some sort of game to represent the modern... The old-timey concept of dueling, like like stand battles, Don Maku fights in Toho. That's not a shonen, but you get the idea. Yeah, uh, card game battles. It's cool. Yeah. So now that now that um, it has been established that Atem must lose, uh, everyone is sort of clamoring at the bit to be the one to beat him. Yeah. Um, Jonochi is the first to volunteer um, and is interrupted halfway through his pitch by Kaiba, who's like, once again, you are a third-rate duelist with a fourth-rate deck. Um, oh, yeah. Is this, in the, is this in the next scene whenever Joey and Yugi are leaning on the side of the boat being like, huh, doesn't this remind you of Duelist Kingdom? Yeah. At, at which Joey, Joey asks, to, goes, he's like, oh, hey, Yugi, hey, Yugi, just throw the Millennium items over the side. Just yeah. fucking do it. <laughs> Oh, Wouldn't that be fun? that's a fun bit of dialogue. We, I don't think we got that. Uh, that's fun. Uh, what is the one constant in all your failed relationships? <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's just like, we're on a boat. We got to throw something over the side. Yeah. Uh, but like, as Kaiba's offering, Yugi says he should be the one to duel a Tem. And like, Kaiba picks up Yugi by the scruff of his neck and says... I'm not gonna stand there and let you pick a title shot against your imaginary friend. God. Oh my god. Kaiba. Kaiba. It, it's just, <sighs> it's still so funny because Kaiba is like seven feet tall and Yugi is Yugi. He's about to like hit, like he, he has he has his fist like reared back ready to like, I guess like sucker punch Yugi in the dome. Like, yeah. yeah. He's and just like, holding Yugi, him four feet off Yugi's the like, I don't fucking care. I'm gonna do this. Problematic height gap. I find this part really funny in the sub because you can like see in real time Kaiba having the thought process of, oh no, they're both hot. As Yugi like stands his ground, it's like, no, I'm going to be the one to do it. Mm-hmm. God. <laughs> yeah. Because he's just kind of like, he's very sort of respectful. He's like, yes, Kaiba, I see where you're coming from, buddy, but this is a personal matter and I will be dealing my other self myself. Thank you for offering. Offering. Goodbye. It's just, he's so, like, small and spiky and snarly, but so polite and respect. I love this boy. He has his manners. Yeah. He went to Cotillion. I really love Yugi in this scene. And then Kaiba, like, like summons Mokuba with a briefcase, and he pulls out, like, all of the top-tier cards. He just has a briefcase full of meta cards. Yugi, I have the finest cards known to all mankind. You are going into battle. <laughs> Seto Kaiba. Card seller. Card seller. My cards are too strong for you, little boy. <laughs> and then, but Yugi just refuses. Like, no, I've got my cards. I'm going to use them against the Pharaoh. That's it. That's, I don't need your cards. Uh, yeah. It's, he, he's, Yugi is a member of MADD, Mutos Against Dishonest Dueling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Yeah. God. I feel like that's more of an American joke, but. Yeah. Yeah. Um. 
But yeah, Cabba stalks off and we cut to later on in his room with Yugi sorting through the cards and building a deck and shit. Oh, I was just gonna say that, like, Kaiba stalks off with the saying, like, RuPaul voice, don't fuck it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he stalks away, and, like, Yugi's sitting in his room, and, like, here's the moment, it's like, Yugi's really like, I'm gonna euthanize the other half of my soul. This is my final what? gift to him. I mean, it's not, he doesn't actually what? say euthanize, but, like, he's, he, I, I'm joking, but, like, he's like, okay, I'm okay. gonna help, I'm gonna help, like, the other part of my soul go to like attempt move to like the other side like that's my final gift to him yeah he's like pharaoh atem has been <laughs> dead for three thousand slutty slutty years this duel is euthanasia <laughs> it sucks it's good but it sucks it's like you gotta do it but you don't wanna it's just bit big oofs all around i think um but yeah anzu comes and is like buddy um but when she comes in like uh, Yugi's there and he's like oh yeah sorry uh, Atem is quote unquote hidden in the depths of my heart while I build my deck um, and it's kind of like you know Anzu clearly came in because she wanted to talk to Atem um, and it's kind of like hey remember the thing in season 0 where she kind of fell in love with him but this has never really been mentioned yeah I prestige. do. I do like how I, I mean obviously they follow it because they're good people but like Yugi doesn't take off the puzzle or anything while he's building his deck and they just have like a pinky promise honor system that they're not gonna look at each other's yeah, that's decks really nice. as they're building it. Um which is like cute and obviously they, they do it, but I'm just like like if I was sitting there I'd be like, maybe I'll just take like the puzzle off for a few minutes. Right, but yeah. He doesn't yeah. wanna be separated even for that long. It's sweet. They're bros and they're chilling in the depths of their heart and they trust each other completely. The- I don't know if this is happens in your version of the Taya scene, but like Taya almost get like has like a little outburst, like no, and, and then she like realizes what she's doing and like tries to calm down. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. really nice. I yeah. love that. It is not the last time she will do that in these episodes either. No. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When she sort of like leaves the room after this, like she just like starts to cry because she got to yeah. say goodbye to her crush. And Yugi's like, mm, yeah, you were definitely there to see him. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's obvious. Um, but yeah, he's, you know, he's sort of finishes building a deck. We get like a little, we get a flashback to what him thinking about when he finished the puzzle, which I noted because like it's a new animation of that. And actually throughout these whole episodes, like everyone looks so fresh and so clean. Yeah. like Everyone's the, so smooth. Pretty, like the, the season five budget pretty much only went in the last couple of episodes, really. And I'm grateful for it. Yeah, I mean, that's what's important, right? I'm fine with it. Yeah, I'm I'm now a little sad that I didn't get the full extent of it because I'm watching this on the 4Kids website and I guess it's in whatever original resolution they did when airing it on TV. Yeah, you get that so, nice crisp 360p. Yeah. Mwah. Delightful. Vintage experience. <laughs> Finally aged anime. Yeah. Um, listen, the lower the resolution, the better the quality. It's just like wine. Um, the next scene is Joey is on the deck reminiscing about how he's grown as a duelist, how he's always been fixing on beating the other Yugi, the other Yugi but like he kind of lets that go. Um, and we also get a montage of the rest of the characters and what they're doing um, that night. Yeah, Bakker is having a nice dinner. <laughs> he's like Goku. He's Goku eating right now. I'm so happy for him. Like, all the C 
scenes where everyone is like peacefully sleeping or something. And then there's Bakura. He's a weird occult boy who's been like comatose for like six months. Let him let him have a nice meal. He deserves at, at midnight. <laughs> there's something really strange and in- interesting about like not interesting but like entertaining about seeing Grandpa in bed. He looks like he's dead. Yeah, well, because Billy Wonka ass shit. Yeah, yeah. He's just kind of in bed, staring straight up, being like, "Oh, my grandson is going to engage in an ancient Egyptian death ritual tomorrow." Oh no! I'm suddenly thinking about like Grandpa in or Solomon Moto in the Stardew Valley Grandpa bed. (laughs) (laughs) Fucked up Grandpa bed. (laughs) Yeah. Full disclosure, I've had a bed that was like that. The, no one knows when he's going to beef it, so they have to carry that shitty cot around when he does. <laughs> <sighs> quick, oh, you're uh, feeling you're going to, quick, get in the bed. Yeah, it's, e- you just, like, it's easy to, like, take apart and put back together, so you always just have it on hand in case of emergency grandpa death. <laughs> emergency grandpa death. I mean, it might happen. It happens later on in this episode. These episodes. Pretty much. Um, Kind of. Kind Not of. really. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, after the wee montage, uh, Yugi like has finished his deck. Um, and this is the my strongest deck ever. Aha! <laughs> and he puts it. He finishes the deck. He puts it inside the puzzle box that the puzzle pieces came in. Yeah. Do you get it? Yeah. Ugh. Has he used? Has he been using this as his deck box before, or is this the first yeah. time? No, okay. you saw you saw it in Battle City. I thought he only okay, put the yes, god cards yes. in that. He also had the deck holster. God, yeah, I thought he only used the box for the god card specifically, not for his mm, whole deck. Uh, that that might be true. But yeah. no, hey, li- listen, this is a deck which is for for. It says the deck the deck box says this machine kills pharaohs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's for taking down the god cards. Yeah, and then they have to do a little. Autumn shows up in 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 his mind palace, and now it's his turn. And like this part's really really sad. <laughs> He's like all he's like talking to himself, but they sort of like you know tag team switch it off, and Yugi's like all I want right now is to just be able to like talk and be with Atem. But instead, he says like, "Well, I'm about to head out for the depths of my heart." <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. Before he goes, he's like, "One shot, bro. Like, I I know I know your deck better than literally anyone else on this planet. So I've built a I've built a Pharaoh killing deck. Let's go." Yeah. When Atem like shows up in the dub, he says, like, he was sitting in a corner of Yugi's mind. So I am just imagining him <laughs> in the Yugi mind that's just, like, a playroom. Just sitting there. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, hey, what do these Legos do? There's, like, a squash um, court in the mind pal or something. He's keeping himself busy. He's just playing solo ping pong, like, in Forrest Gump. <laughs> um, <laughs> So yeah, he starts building his deck. And okay, can we just talk about the way the different ways they build decks? Cause like Yugi had his cards just like all spread out over the table, just like but then when Atam starts building his deck, he just has all the cards stacked into really, really neat yeah. little piles. I just love that difference. It's just a cute little yeah. cute cute little detail. No, that's like kind of it. Like they you know, they they're constantly expositing like the entire time, talking about like this is Atem's most difficult battle yet. It's our duty to duel each other. And then it's like the next, yeah, the next morning they make it, they make it down the river, they leave the boat, and they're in, yeah, they're, they get there. That's kind of it. Yeah. I yeah. thought it was like, because, you know, the boat lands, and Yugi is 
exiting the boat. He exits the boat and everyone's everyone's like already out on shore waiting for him. Like, come on, you're late. It's time to duel for your, your best friend's life. But I just... It's really funny to me that Yugi has this little duffel bag. I was kind of like, what's the deal yeah. with the little duffel bag he has? That's funny. It's, you know? It's Chekhov's duffel bag. It, it is Chekhov's duffel bag. Do you... Okay. Do we want to do Queens of Games really, really quick? Because now would be the time to do it. Because the Nux 4 just like boom, 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 boom. Yeah, no, it probably would be the time to do it, actually. Let's do uh, it now. We'll do it really short. We'll get like a minute per. Just to burn okay. through it. Because we haven't done it in like a month, I think. Cool. Queens of Games. Let's talk about video games. Audrey, you can go first. Yeah, sure. Um, so I'm actually really excited to talk about it this time. Um, I started playing this week Wolfenstein New Order for the first time. Hell yeah! The yes. first time I've I've ever played a Wolfenstein game, and Ooh. you know I don't know. I'm just like a Jewish lesbian living <laughs> in current America, and for some reason, killing Nazis has been like really appealing to me. Not sure what that's about. Couldn't say for sure. Couldn't say for sure. But yeah, no, it's great. Um, you know, it's. It kind of builds itself as like a tactical stealth shooter. Um, you don't have to do stealth. And there are like no. some levels are just like, no, just shoot a bunch of Nazis. Other levels are like, if you do not stealth, you will die. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, you know. Yeah, that sounds about right for Wolfenstein. It it uh it, it it kind of each level sort of guides in my in my experience so far, each, each chapter sort of guides the way you should approach it. Um, but yeah, Nazi killing. It's good and I like to do it. Hell yeah. yeah. This is this is an activity sanctioned by Pot of Greed. Yep. Yeah. In real life. In real life. Kill your local Nazi. Kill your local Nazi. Do Sarah? it for the Jewish lesbian. Do it for Audrey. <laughs> you got anything, Sarah? Oh yeah. I I've been playing Animal Crossing uh, New Horizons for the last two weeks or so. <laughs> I saw you encountered Moom. I did! I saw Moom! Um, I, yeah, I've, I've just been playing New Horizons, got my island, been, it's been really, really great, uh, just, like, visiting people's islands and have people come and hang out on my island, like, I never really got, you know when, like, fucking, the kind of, the, the pandemic, like, really kind of hit and, like, everyone was on lockdown and that was about when New Horizons was coming out and just everyone was like, oh yeah, we gotta go hang out with each other on our respective islands and I was like, oh, well, that seems kind of fun, but now I'm like, doing it and it fucking rules like i went to roy's island yesterday and you know she gave me like a whole tour around and it was just like i was playing a video game but i was also just hanging out with my friend and that it was just really really good kind of you know scratching the itch of social interaction um and yeah like it's it's good game i've done seven virtual birthdays in that game this summer (laughs) oh my god (laughs) dan what you got yeah uh uh, about a week or two ago, I played through and finished Spiritfarer. It's this, uh, oh, I talked about it, about the demo a while back. The premise is, you're, you've been like, it, the premise is you, uh, you'd like take over the, uh, role of death, or, and you have to like, take all these spirits and pass them all on into the next life. They all have like, they all have different personalities. Most of them are related to you in some way. Uh, it's really emotional. It's really beautiful. I I absolutely love it. Uh, it is definitely one of my favorite games, and it made me cry at least twice. Hey, pretty good. 
Just like Yu-Gi-Oh. Just like just like Yu-Gi-Oh. My game, I've been playing Final Fantasy XIV. I finally bit the bullet. I was worn down by everyone talking about it. It's an MMO. I'm playing on PlayStation. It actually, like, plays really well on that. I'm a Vera, which means I'm, like, a six-foot-tall bunny girl. You love to see it. Yes. Um, oh, my oh, God. Yeah. They made me gay. They, you get you can you can wear Fran's sort of like head mask oh, thing. Fran. Um, I'm a lancer, and I just got promoted to Jagoon the other night, which means I can jump, which is the only thing I ever do anymore because it's just like the sickest thing in the world. Um, I got a new mount today. I got an Aramon, which is this nasty flying eyeball demon. Uh, story's fine so far. I'm like not really that far into it. I'm just like going around talking to like all the beast races, telling them, "Hey, don't summon God." Okay, bye. Um, I'm, I know it gets there. I know it gets kind of nutty. And apparently it's like the, one of the best Final Fantasies later on. So I'm pleased to get there. You know, I love it. I love to see my bunny girl. Um, shall we hit it? Yeah, let's hit it. You mean, shall we talk about episode 221 called The Fated Last Duel? Oh, please. E- episode 49, The Final Duel, part one. It is. I wonder what so- the next three episodes are going to be called. <laughs> 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 um, this, this part me. May- to me so much more sense in a manga than it does in the anime because they never went to Egypt the first time so like them now yeah. traveling for the first time to Egypt and being like alright now we are in Koalna oh. now we can put everything yeah. into the tablet like that makes sense instead they're like uh we gotta go to like a different separate tomb it's fine mm-hmm. yeah yeah cause like whenever last episode whenever like they're at the docks I've written down I'm like hmm, these docks look suspiciously exactly like the Domino City docks huh strange um, so yeah, I kind of assumed that was what uh, happened in the manga. <laughs> um, but this episode opens up, like, they're in the tomb bed, and Anzu is, like, I don't know, I'm assuming this happens when you're walking dogs, but they just don't want to go, and they just stop. Yeah, pretty much. It checks out. So she does that. She's, uh, I guess, like, feeling really, well, I mean, obviously not, I guess. She's really, really sad and conflicted. She doesn't want everything to end. She doesn't want attempt to leave. And, like, she's like, well, what if we just wait and do this at a different time? Yeah, <laughs> Isis's response is like, I'm sorry, Anzu, but but this is what peak male performance looks like. <laughs> <laughs> Girl, stop being so selfish. Kaiba's, Kaiba's like, so horny to watch this duel happen. Yeah. Um, like, he's like chomping at the bit. He's like, all right, I, I do not have time for you to be like emotional about losing your friend i need to see this action i have a dual kink and i need to ha- see it happen right now <laughs> this is my fix <sighs> yeah like the the like the guys the gangs are all being like emotional and stuff they're like we've got to do this while both duelists are at their strongest blah 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 blah. but then kaiba's here and joey kind of turns around after he says this and is like why are you still here why have you followed us what are you doing oh. It's a bit different in the dub. Uh, they talk about, like, friendship. Joey tells Taya that she's the bravest person he's ever known. And Kaiba's, like, getting really annoyed by all the friendship speeches. And Joey just yells at him, Hey, it would be different if you actually had friends, Oh asshole. my god. Damn, Get take his him ass. out. Wow. Someone, right. someone didn't listen to the thesis of the show. Yeah. <laughs> Kaiba's never listened to anyone in his life. Nope. I mean, really. Only Mokuba. Only Mokuba. Um, actually, you know what? That's good, because I think Mokuba did listen to the thesis of the show. Yeah, it's it's like Osmost into Kaiba at this point. Yeah. Osmokuba. Hmm. Osmokuba Jones. <laughs> so, sure. Af- after this scene, they like all start moving in. They make it to the tomb area, and like Satan's rock home is just there. It's fine. I guess it's been there. I mean... 
Is is this this is like a, a Thames tomb, right? I I believe so. Okay, so I guess I guess this is where the 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 the, the Millennium thingy thing is. This is where this is where uh, Pegasus got his eye scooped out. It wasn't scooped this... out. The eye was shoved in over his other eye. Because we see that yeah. happen in a flashback in this episode. So, so yeah, in the in the manga, it's just straight up Kuelna because that's where like the door to the other side is, as established by like the tablet being mm-hmm. created there. But I guess I guess here it's a Thames tomb. Yeah, okay. I mean, I, mean, it, it, I feel yeah. like it has to be. You know, <laughs> I yeah. I thought that it was like not a Thames tomb, the same place as they were fighting in Egypt. 3,000 years ago, but they come here in the present day? That's what I thought. Yeah, it, it like, clearly looks the same as the Egypt fight scene, but they do say it's a Thames tomb. Okay. Well, that's Damn. good to know. Um, but yeah, it's it's Chekhov's duffel bag, because uh, <laughs> Yugi goes up and, like, brings the Millennium items out of it. Um, the, there's a little thing here that I really do enjoy, and it's, like, the sense of ritual Yes. That is involved here. Everything Yugi does is purposeful and conscious, and he needs on his own to choose to perform these final rites. Yeah. Listen, it's he's got to be really careful because, like, you know, it's just like surgeon simulator. You've got to get the right things in exactly the right holes. And you you, you got to be just very delicate about it. It's 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 operation. He'll get a nasty yeah. shock. Operation. It's reverse. It's actually reverse operation if you think about it. Well, um, you, you, I'm thinking operation. You have to put it back in. There's like a game mode that you do that. Oh really? So it is so. operation because they took the Millennium items out of the tablet. You know, three thousand years ago, mm-hmm. and now they're so it's a three thousand year long game of operation. That's what the shadow game was the whole time. So, as as he as <laughs> the shadow <laughs> game was operation. I need I need to leave. <laughs> uh, so uh, uh, as as Yugi puts all the items back into the tablet, anyone who had one of there's like a cut to anyone who like possessed one of the items at any point. Uh, so the rod goes in, it cuts to Malik. The talk goes in, it cuts to Ishizu. I think when the eye goes in, it cuts to Kaiba. Um, and then there's a moment when the ring goes in, and there are like two people like. <laughs> Uh, expressions on this so there's like Rio who's like (laughs) like watching the ring go in and then there's Jonochi who like side eyes Rio oh yeah he's extremely nervous the entire time he's like he's like how are you feeling about this bud (laughs) yeah it's really funny (laughs) Rio you look like you're having a normal time right now my friend yeah it's Rio, nice though. You it's look nice. like a healthy, non-possessed boy. Are you sure about that? <laughs> it's nice though. Again, I I think of it as um, you know, Schrodinger's Bakura. When whenever whenever Bakura's on screen, it's all anyone can focus on. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as he's gone, it's like now that the ring's going into the tablet, like Genochi suddenly worried about his well-being again, which is nice as his friend, but also yeah, but also okay, uh, yeah. okay, yeah, sure. And the final he the final thing he puts in is the puzzle after like and everyone is like I, I it's weird, right? He takes the puzzle off and everyone's like really shocked when he finally does it. I guess like they weren't sure if he like was fully committed yeah. to going through with it. They're like it's kind of like, Oh shit, he fucking did it, the absolute madman. <laughs> and he's just it. like he he lowers it just so gently into the tablet. It's just like a like a beautiful caress. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it's it's nice. And then just like everything starts glowing and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, the, specifically, they talk about the eye of Wijat is mm-hmm. there, sort of engraved on the wall ceiling, and there's a big door, and like that's what's glowing. That's gonna judge him. I do. 
I do enjoy that it is actually the like eye of a jet and not like the millennium symbol. An, a- an yeah, actual real life that. Egyptian thing yeah. that isn't like completely bastardized by Takahashi. Yeah, that it's it's like the actual symbol. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do they say the eye of a in the in the dub? Yeah, they did. Holy shit! Oh, fuck yeah! Really? Damn. That is the most shocking thing I've ever heard in the two and a half yeah, years like of doing they, this podcast. They they out <laughs> quite a few Egypt facts in this episode and the last one. Egypt like, facts. Yeah. Damn. Egypt fact. Egypt. Um. Yeah. But two, yeah. There's two, two of them. Two of them. Two of them. The eye like glows and light blasts onto Yugi to judge his show, and then and then the shadows split in twain. Yeah. Mm. So it's like it's like Yugi's under Shadow. two two spotlights mm-hmm. um pointing from different directions and he has like shadows pulling off of him from both of those directions and now there's two of them. Yeah. There's two of them. Yeah. Have you noticed that Atem has slightly darker clothes than Yugi does? Oh, yeah, I didn't. It's just and it's he's just about cool. An inch taller. Yeah, it's it the, the difference in height between them is like so much less pronounced when you actually see them side by side. I guess yeah. because, like, they realized they couldn't really... It would look really weird if you actually saw them and, like, there was a foot difference like there usually is when they animate it. So it's just like, yeah, they're basically the same size. Whatever, it's the end of the show. You're not going to care anymore. But, like, it would also be a little bit weird if they were the same height, you know? Because, like, Yugi always, like, got to be looking up at a time. Mm-hmm. But also the thing is, we know Atem was a manlet because we've seen him stand beside Seth. I mean, not even a manlet. He was just a teen. Simply a teen. He's not done growing yet. He doesn't have all his milk. His bones are strong And he never enough. will be done growing because he's dead. Bro, pouring one we out. are teens. Bro, we are teens. <sighs> it's so okay, just... bro. <laughs> so so it, it occurs to me here that there is um, a line actually from Welcome to Night Vale... Uh, Veil that really uh, resonated with me for this scene, which is uh-huh. they come in twos. You come in twos. Kill <laughs> your double. Kill your double. Oh, huh. This is more of a joyous killing, I'd say. <laughs> it's euthanasia. Sorry, so sorry. <laughs> euthanasia, your double. <laughs> it's not. It's it's well, technically the youth are in Africa. Ah! <laughs> yeah. Woo! Okay, we have a lot more. We have a lot more episode to get through here, folks. Yes, yeah, um, I'll try not to derail us just yet. Um, I like the Mokuba as a starting. He's like, I don't know who to root for. Yeah, like, yeah. Root for Yugi. Root, yeah, yeah like, root for Yugi. Maybe <laughs> there's a very clear person who you should be rooting for in this duel. Yeah, yeah. And just the, the sorry, just the start of this duel. I want to because what I love is they just start dealing immediately like there's yes. no hesitation there's no like because what you could do is kind of like square up and then kind of stare at each other and monologue for like another five minutes but like listen we've been doing this the whole episode they just start it's really good the other yeah. thing is that they start this duel by like facing back to back they walk like 10 paces apart and then turn around to duel just like fucking 18th century gun dueling rules. just like it hamilton rules. yeah just like fucking hamilton Yugi looks absolutely, by the way, um, fucking miserable through all of this. Oh, yeah, he's like, not he's not having a good time, Chief. Like like a kicked puppy, a determined kicked puppy, but... <laughs> yeah, a kicked puppy who will bite back. Uh, right. So they start dueling. Yeah, from the start, oh. this duel is off the shits. Yeah, the, the, the start attempts, like, me first, I go. Um, and then, like, you know <laughs> it's going to be good when Passionate Duelist plays before, the, like, the very first card Anything. is played. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. 
Like, all the times which I teared up in this episode were times when, like, the music kicks in and just kicks me in the gut. Yeah. Oh, let's go, partner. The way this, like, Regular duel starts out, they're really going, like, hard into it. Like, yeah. they start do- pulling out all the all these, like, all this neat shit. Uh, Yami gets this weird thing we've never seen before called the Tricky. Tricky? Uh, this is a funny clown. Question tricky, clown. tricky, tricky, tricky. Uh, which is which is a two thousand attack point monster, which he special summons on the first turn. It's cool. Yeah, good for him. Uh, Yugi gets like these gadget robots. These uh, guys yeah. are fun. I like I it. Them. I like them. The gears, yeah. Um, he, and he also is just like fuck you, Swords of Revealing Light immediately. <laughs> it's like okay, we, yeah. We get to see all these new cards, and then Yami just like fucking he gets out like these tricky tokens, and he immediately summons Avalis the Tormentor. Oh, I should also note, like, Yugi, like, uses Swords of Revealing Light on the first turn, and Yami fucking counters it while summoning Obelisk. It's so good. The boy's not messing around. Yeah. Everyone's going fucking ham in this. And what's great about, um, like, literally, like, they're not fucking around, because, um, my first note about this duel is that the, the first damage dealt in the duel is dealt to Yugi by Yugi. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know, but it seems like fucking themes to me, maybe. Um, and after this happens, like Yugi, he's kind of like we see his hand shaking, and he's like, "I'm sh- my hand is sh- I'm shaking, but not because I'm afraid, but because I'm so happy that you are taking me seriously." Yes. So, oh my god. So before we get to Obelisk, there are a few things that I want to note here. Actually, yeah. Um, first of all, um. So the the card that like Yugi summons to to counter is actually a trap card that becomes a monster afterward called Moving Fortress, and the gear guys all go into yeah, Moving yeah, yeah. Monster to oh, yeah. Moving Fortress to become like a stronger monster. Um, and because of the card fuckery that Sarah mentioned, um, there was a point where like Moving Fortress just like slaps the green gear out of the sky, and it's really funny to me. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I, what, what I think is really interesting here is that you get to see some of the, to me, and I don't know if this was on purpose, but I'm going to assume that it was because it makes mm-hmm. my heart smile. Uh, this duel really represents Yugi growing from, uh, obviously as a duelist in his own right, but doing it by, by really taking on some of the tactics he learned from like all the people he and Atem have faced before where Atem doesn't really like change his tactics or whatever yeah. that much um yugi is sort of like uh consolidated and uh, all of all the things he's previously seen so mm-hmm. like for example he starts like sacrificing his life points to like like pretty willy-nilly to like yeah. start like summoning things it's like hey here's a trick Open i learned Bakura from Bakura. yeah exactly like <laughs> like, like <laughs> um so that's the first thing. The second thing is that when Obelisk summons, this duel is mm, about four times the length it is in the manga. Uh, really? Three to four huh. times the length. This is... Summoning Obelisk is the last time that it fo- it falls everything up to, like, Yami summoning Obelisk. And then from mm-hmm. there, completely departs until Dark Magician is summoned. Okay. Way later on. Um, I so think it works. It it was very long. I like I was trying to keep track of the amount of cards they had in their hands and their decks because I'm like mm, I'm not sure all this makes sense actually. <laughs> or is oh, it consistent? Not. It's consistent, but um, at what, any what given time, do? I'm like I thought you were out of cards. Okay, whatever. Um, but just just to like bear in mind that it was like a much quicker okay duel like in the manga. Um, 
very similar to the parts where they overlap, but, like, the parts that they don't were extremely different. Yeah. Yeah, I did actually, like, later on in sort of the penultimate episode, I kind of was like, oh, we're just kind of getting, like, a slideshow montage of, like, oh, I remember <laughs> yeah. these cards. Exactly. Yeah, it, exactly. It did, yeah. And, it, you know, it was good and I did like it, but it did feel like, a, hey, let's just look at some more monsters now. Also buy our cards. Wow, um, yeah. wow, wow cool card game. Um, so, uh, <laughs> one of my favorite moments that happens here is, uh, Yugi silent, uh, summons silent swordsman, and Genochi's like, hell yeah, the silent swordsman that beat Bakura, and Ryo, yeah. who's, like, right next to him, is, like, the whomst. And, and, yeah. and Hanza is also, you know, like, the evil one. Because, like, <laughs> Hanza doesn't remember it either, because he was Norda the whole time. It's just, so, it, that, that part cracked me up so much. I love it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do want to note that, like, they're doing this indoors, right? They're doing this in a tomb, yeah. and the, the roof is, it's, like, maybe, like, a 20-foot-tall room. So, like, Obelisk is, like, not small, but, like, the smallest we've ever seen him. It's very funny that Obelisk isn't, like, this towering, like, several hundred meters tall guy. He's just like, yeah, he's there. He fits. Oh, yeah, because yeah. usually he's, like, the height of the stadium they're dealing in, but instead he's 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 only, he's 18 meters tall. Just like Gundam. <laughs> he's, he's, yeah. he's Gundam-sized. They, they they summoned a a, a one five scale obelisk. <laughs> There's also um a change to the anime in the actual way that dual monsters works. By the way, which I believe was taken on for the official rule of dual monsters, but it's not the way it works in the manga. Um, yeah. Specifically related to gods. Um, in the anime, magic and trap cards don't affect the gods. They right. super uh-huh. duper do in the manga. <laughs> like it's oh, not even a cool. question. It's not even a question. So a lot of a lot of what I consider to be like <laughs> kind of bullshit coming up here in this duel mm. um, is negated by the fact that like gods just are affected. Yeah, because there's that one card that Yugi plays and is like, oh. I, mm-hmm. I'm playing a trap card. Oh, but gods don't affect. Oh, but I'm not playing it on your god. I'm playing it on the floor. Like, fuck off. Yeah. It's fucking season one catapult turtle destroying the moon. Yeah. Right. right. It's like, yeah. it's like, I am playing, I am playing a field card, which is fine. Like, if he said, like, I am playing a field card, that, that would have been one thing. But then he's like, and it only affects obelisk specifically. Yeah. And it's like, no, that's not how field cards work, buddy. Look, um, look, as we see later on, they're just apparently cheating during this duel, so it's fine. I'll allow oh, it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They are yeah, in so. canon cheating. <laughs> so, yeah, like, Atem, you know, looks at this little boy and is like, I, I require Obelisk the Tormentor in order to beat him. So, summons Obelisk uh, and just kind of does God Hand Crusher at Yugi. Yeah. But he's fine. He's, he's fine, fine, actually. He, he just takes it because he kind of just is on the floor but then just gets up and smiles and is like yeah let's go baby <laughs> damn that was pretty fucked up anyways and you might think you might think god hand crusher that should be enough but <laughs> attempts like no what if no, we I had more all the cards the, all the gods to join the party it's yeah. like this insane combo where like obelisk was summoned because he attempt played some card that like gave him tokens for every of yugi's monster on the field so he sacrificed those three for obelisk he ends up playing the two like king's knight and queen's knight which gets jack's knight on the field and like i think from some effect he was able to also summon slifer and then he's like check this out though and he tributes all three of the knights and he does the hieratic chant and bada bing bada boom oh. all three gods are here my friend yeah so and this is this is sick this is from my opinion actually the, the biggest and, and most notable difference from the duel in the manga um um, because he only uses obelisk in the manga he doesn't yeah. use the other cards and yugi predicted that um because yugi's like i know you have access to all of the gods like and you want to use your high power 
you would want to use your high power co- cards. Why wouldn't you? Obviously, you would. Why wouldn't you? Um, but it's dangerous to fill your. But all of those god cards need sacrifices, and it is dangerous to fill your deck with too many mm-hmm. weak cards. Um, in you know, in hopes that you'll have enough to sacrifice these few really powerful ones. So I know that the only god that you'd only be using one god. And so once he defeats Obelisk, which he does like again because it's a much quicker duel, um, he's like, and now I don't have to worry about the god cards in his hand. Damn. Huh. Yeah. God retired. I do like this better, though, actually. I like to see this. Yeah, it's, 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 sorry, Audrey, but it's pretty cool to see all three at once. It is yeah. very cool to see it. I will say that um, the twist at the end of the duel, um, for me, has a better payoff because of because of this, and I'll, I'll explain why. Okay. 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 Yeah. Um, but before, I want to go back for a second and, and mention that whenever Yugi gets up and smiles after taking a god hunt crusher... All the the squad and the Yugi Tachi are like, oh no, oh this is so bad, what's going on? But then they realize that the boys are simply having fun dealing. Yeah, yeah. this isn't like a duel of like anger or anything like that. It's just like the the purest expression of love they can have between each other. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like this continues throughout the episodes. Just they're having fun. Yeah. Anzu has another moment where she's like, this sucks actually, and <laughs> I'm leaving. And and Jonochi basically turns to her and goes, "What's better than this? Guys being dudes. Guys <laughs> being dudes. Dudes rock. Dudes rock. Um, dudes rock. Dudes rock. I mean, like, listen. I really don't think we emphasized how fucking sick it is whenever Atem recites the hieratic text and someone has like three cool. god yeah, cards so and he's just standing there glowing with stand energy power while the three yeah. gods are behind him and he's sort of at the end of the episode being like, "Well, partner, this is how strong I am." Can you beat this shit? Yeah, and we get, like, this cool, like, shot of, like, Yugi and Yami and all of the gods together. It's so good. Okay, now I'm ready to move on. Episode 50, The Final Duel Part 2. Episode 222, Defeating the Three Illusionary Beast Gods. Three of them. Three of them. But one of Pot of Greed, which means two of them, actually. Yeah, Shot of Greed. Let's get on this (laughs) Shot of Greed, because... The first thing uh, Atem does in this episode is use the Pot of Greed. Literally the first thing. Literally the I first just thing. realized, I just realized, Atem and Yugi are, 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 they're dealing according to Cup of Greed 2 rules, where you, you have, have to, to legally you, you have, have to have it, you have to use it. <laughs> you yeah. have to have it in your deck, and you have to use it. And I have to take a shot of this gin gimlet that I made, and if you want the recipe, listen to Wow Cool Robot, because that's all I drink anymore. Yeah. Uh, I have to go to work after this, so I'm not drinking alcohol. Instead, I'm drinking something caffeinated. I've got my Joey Face mug, and I am drinking Monster Energy Drink. Oh, no. What kind? Oh, that's about as poisonous, so. What kind? Just the regular kind. Oh, you gotta get that Ultra Zero Green flavor. That's the good shit. I'll try it. Uh, But yeah, this was the only thing they had in the vending machine downstairs. Mm. <laughs> God. So you gotta have energy to talk about the monsters? It's dual monsters yep. energy to me. Ah! Yeah. Oh my so, god. So it's, think... it's Ba Drink? It's Ba Drink? <laughs> Is that what you're saying? It's Ba Drink? It's Ba Drink. Rebrand. Monster energy rebrand. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they should do that, but also, uh, also so I'm now thinking about, like, Kaiba Corp selling, like, 
their own energy drink. It's it's entertaining to think about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, after Kaiba comes back from Memory World, he knows all about Ba. They do a rebrand. They call yeah, it Ba. Yeah, 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 yeah. Burst stream drink. <laughs> <laughs> Are you drinking anything fun, Audrey? Um, I, I also have a gin drink. Mm. Hell yeah. I'm drinking water because I'm a healthy lad. Excellent. Yay. I'm also drinking water. I don't know why my reaction was to say thank you, Audrey. But thank you, Audrey. <laughs> I, you're valid. Um. Um, and then I think it's uh, Ishizu who says, it wouldn't be unrealistic to label this battle as a historic duel. Doesn't Kaiba say that? I thought Ishizu did, but I could be wrong. I didn't I, I didn't attribute Kaiba's, that to anyone. Kaiba's like checked out at this point. Yeah, yeah, this is when Kaiba, yeah, Kaiba wants to like, leave. Hey, hey, it, hey, this is fucking... Yugi's not gonna win this. He he starts to leave, and then everyone gets mad at him because because he has no faith in Yugi. Uh, she she okay. explains that if if Atem wins this duel, he will be trapped in the mortal realm for another five thousand years. Oh, there's, there's so, a timer on that shit. It's not just forever. Okay, okay. Yeah, I'm yeah. pretty sure. Until it's forever I guess for until us. someone else inherits his sword. But like, is this wait? Is this the, the line where where Isis says, like, oh, I guess the pharaoh's sword is too stiff and too strong or something. Oh, oh. I posted is a screen cup of says, it. Is that what she says, huh? It's um, Let me find what she says. But, okay. um, anyway, like, Kaiba, Kaiba's, like, convinced that Yugi will lose and, like, he'll get the chance. So he's like, you know what, pharaoh, whatever, Atem, I will, uh, like, Obviously, I'll duel you again since you're winning here because you have three gods on the field. And as he's walking away, he's thinking to himself, like, ooh, I'm not sure I could defeat three gods, though. Yeah, he's couldn't be me, Chief. He's literally, he's literally like that line from um, Knives Out, which, like, doesn't make any sense. Compels me, though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, because, you know, like, like Joey is like, wait, Kaiba. And Kaiba's like, bitch, could you beat three god cards? Clearly not. Goodbye. Um, yeah. And honestly, it's it's kind of like this. The first, literally, the first six minutes of this episode, because I remember counting, are just everyone freaking out because they don't think that there's anything at all that Yugi can do against these god cards, which I think is yeah. very rude. I don't think they're believing in yeah. their friend enough. They're not. Yeah. Uh, Yugi like calls Kaiba out on this. Yeah. And like he says, "Hey, you've always wanted to see me lose." And Kaiba says he only wants to see Yugi crushed if he's doing the crushing. <laughs> oh, okay, God. well, first yeah, of all, okay. horny. That's, that's, actually, yeah. that's actually a great segue into my ne- next note, which is, um, uh, where is it? That Yugi, like, is, is as, like, Ka- like, Yugi calls him back and, like, is, like, no, Ka- Kaiba, please. There's so much raw tension between you and Atem. Like, please oh. stay so I can negotiate. <laughs> please stay so I can negotiate our menage a trois once this is oh over. My God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Did you notice that when Kaiba's leaving, he actually calls him Atem? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Like, yeah, he does. Good for him. Did you notice that basically everyone in this scene calls him a Tem except for Yugi, who calls him other me? Hmm, I'm looking directly into the camera. Yeah. They say it's not that they don't say a Tem, but they mostly just say the Pharaoh. Yeah. That's yeah. like Because <sighs> I think I remember from the dub the only oop, the only time that like Anzu says a Tem or Taya says a Tem at like the very end, and that's about it. Hmm. Curious. But what I liked about this moment, wherever Kaiba is going to leave and Yugi's like, no, don't die, you're so sexy, haha. Or sorry, no, don't leave, you're so sexy, aha. 
um, I'm sure that was a Freudian slip there, is that he's like, <laughs> oh, Kaiba, you know, you're, you're such a deep sexual tension between you and my other self. Oh, it would be so sad if you weren't here to see him off to the afterlife. And it takes everyone like a second to realise what Yugi has actually said and to realise that Yugi is like fully confident or not confident, yeah, or, but fully intends to try and beat the three god cards. This and, boy be yeah. scheming. Yugi's like, I have a strategy and I will use it. Yeah, uh, just, I just, did no one think he was even going to try? Huh? Yeah, and Atem, Atem is on the other side being like, I know, I know you knew I was going to use the god cards and I, I know you have a plan to try to stop me. And yeah. Yugi has a line that is like, I killed me on the spot, which is, um, I've always thought about it, about you. And I'm like, yeah. okay. Okay. Yeah. I have I have yeah, I have like a lot of notes about this little moment, but keep going. Yeah. No, that's that's it. I was just like mm-hmm. Uh Atem they they talk about how like they've helped each other like get stronger. Atem gives some sort of like encouraging speech to Yugi about this. And Atem does recount the time Kaiba threatened suicide as an example <laughs> of Yugi teaching him to be a better person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. S- season one, huh? Oh, uh, God. <laughs> It's yeah, because like he specifically says about that that Yugi has always had the the strength to put himself before others, and that strength that that strength comes from kindness, which is like fucking theme number three of the episode. And then what Yugi is, tells Atem is like, oh, Atem, like or other me, I've always admired how you have the courage to stand up to anything, and like yeah. so, this kind of moment kind of puts these two four qualities i guess which is atem is here he's bringing courage and like pride and then yugi is here bringing kindness and strength and i just love that the way that the duel like continues on from this point is that uh, where yugi sort of gains the courage to stand up to the three gods and also atem kind of gives him the pride to believe in his own deck and be proud of the deck he's built and like be confident that it can beat the god cards. And I just love that kind of exchange of qualities. Yeah. Yeah. It's like for the first time, Yugi doesn't have to be the one to inspire someone else. It's the other way around. Mm. Yeah, because like throughout this series, Yugi has kind of not been doing any dueling himself, but has been a Tam's like mascot. Yeah, Mm -hmm. they bring that up a lot. Like Kaiba like says that he's always just had a Tam duel for him and taken the credit. He's just Uh, the vessel. Yeah, vessel but no Vessel longer. holds so many things, like my personal heart. <laughs> my personal valentine. And then the other thing, the other thing I realized, because I realized a lot in this moment, is <laughs> this, these episodes, these four episodes, this tri- this is not the trial for Atem. This is Yugi's trial. Yeah. Like, Atem doesn't really have shit to prove. Atem is just here to get beat. But Yugi, like, needs to prove to himself that he's strong enough to stand on his own. God, yeah. I'm crying. It's so good. Um So at at this point on the field there are um the three god cards on Atem's side and Silent Magician and um a think a magnet warrior, like the the Valkyrion. combined ma- Yeah, Valkyrion yeah. the Magnet Warrior. Well, specifically Silent Swordsman. Silent Magician comes up later. Sorry, sorry, that's what I that meant. I think are cool. Oh, yeah, yeah, no. yeah, yeah, it is very cool. That's what I meant. Silent Swordsman, um, who's like level six at this point or something. Like five or um, six. And, uh, and Valkyrion. So they both have like 
3,500 attack points, whatever. Um, yeah. But they're also looking at, like, four different... The three different gods. Um, and so, like, Slifer attacks first, and then I think Raw attacks second, and, like, destroys both of them. And uh, you, r- right at the beginning of the battle phase, Yugi activates a trap and attempts, like, traps don't work on gods! Um, <laughs> and... Uh, uh, so so he attacks and like both of them get out and he's like all right are you ready for another god god fist crusher this is it um and he's like no because uh i you know have this trap that's activated and at the beginning it like reverses time for anything that happens in this battle phase mm-hmm. which Mirage is like ruler Right, it's called Mirage Ruler, and basically, so, like, Silent Swordsman and Valkyrian get back on the field, and, um... He gets his life points back. And he gets his life points back, but this is hot bullshit, because (laughs) his battle phase wasn't over! Yeah. Like, like he should have been able to attack with Obelisk! His battle phase wasn't over! I was genuinely wondering, because, like, the the dramatic part is that, like, oh, he gets hit with two of God's strongest attacks, loses most of his life points, and then Obelisk attacks, but then, like, halts before he attacks. And I was like, oh, what's prevented Obelisk from attacking? But then all the monsters come back, and I'm like, you still hasn't told me what has prevented Obelisk from attacking. Could Obelisk not still attack here? No, and I, I think, I think uh, the, what it does is, like, it doesn't activate until all of Yugi's monsters are destroyed. I think, like, that's the sort of if clause that makes the battle phase end early. I could be wrong. Um, <sighs> okay. But, but I'm pretty sure the whole thing is that, like, once all the monsters are destroyed, then the card fully activates and stops everything. Okay, that, that, that makes sense. That makes sense. It but, would be really cool if they said that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's yeah. just tell ourselves that. We said it. We we know about dueling. Us, Pot of Greed. Death of the Author. It's our canon now. At, th- at this point, I don't care about rules anymore. I just want to see boy fights. Yeah. 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 Anyway, pharaohs hate him. Pharaohs hate him. <laughs> 17-year-old boy makes plan to overthrow the gods. <laughs> uh, Grandpa says his heart's going to give out from all this excitement. He's like, I'm not going to die until the duel ends, though. <laughs> this is so yeah, uh, for you, Grandpa. Grandpa says, like... This is the most proud he's ever been of Yugi. Me too. Uh, that too. Uh, Taya, like, realizes she's rooting for Yugi. Yeah! Uh, yeah. Good for and her. And then, is this where fucking Isis is like, oh, I foresee that Yugi will defeat the three. Yeah. Or she says, and then Marek is like, oh my god, are you still getting premonitions? She's like, no, I just kind of feel it. <laughs> I just got the vibe, brother. Yeah. I am simply vibing, bro. She does <laughs> say she hasn't gotten one in years. And... I do think that in in dub canon, I think like, like this game, this show progresses in real time. Like they just, nothing happens for several months between seasons. They just keep getting held back because they're not in school because they're dueling the whole time. So they've been in high school for five years at this point. High school never ends. Uh, Yeah, it's shonen anime, baby. They're 10 years old all the time. We know I'm, this. I'm, like, rotating the object in my mind trying to make a bowling for soup Yugi a portmanteau right now. I'll get to you when it happens. Okay, great. Well, well you can tell me that when I, I've got two lines into my limerick. It's, it's bowling um, for Sugio. Okay. Bowling for Sugoroku. Okay. okay. We, we um, got there. Thank you, Audrey. Great. Welcome. But yeah, Isis also says some stuff about... Oh, actually, Yugi is really, really strong just as being the vessel of the pharaoh because he was able to like contain and hold the pharaoh all this time. Holds him, and is and hold. 
that he's really strong and stuff. And th- 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 there's nothing inside this boy except for strength and friendship. And she she loves to see it. Basically, yeah, like, like the whole thing sort of boils down to like, Atem is impossibly powerful, right? He's the king of games. And like, since Yugi was the vessel, basically, like he was able to grow, you know, basically as strong by being able to contain that power the whole time. Just like, ugh! Friendship, he huh? He is, in tarot, the, the, the suit of cups is the, the suit of emotion. Because cups are a vessel for things, and cups hold things, and cups signify, like, love and emotions and friendship. And he, Yugi, at the start of the the series of Yu-Gi-Oh! was the Page of Cups, but he's the King of Cups now. He can hold so many things. So many friends. Like his sure. soul. The King of King of Swords is over. It is now King of Cups. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh... Yeah, what they don't tell you about tarot is it's kind of like trump cards in that 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 cups beat swords and uh, swords beat. Uh, I can't remember the other suits. Sorry, pentagrams. Joke over. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, at some point in the duel, Yugi is able to figure out exactly what magic card that Atem is using. Mm-hmm. Is it going oh, yeah. to use against it's Chekhov's him? mirror force? It's yeah. yeah. We do see it. At, there's like a shot where like the camera's angled low, and you can sort of tell that it's mirror force on Atem's side. But, like, okay. they don't say it, obviously. Yeah. And he, like, he figures this out by, because, like, Atem, he hasn't attacked Atem for the last, like, three turns. And so Atem's never activated that trap. So he's like, okay, it's got to be Mirror Force at this point. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then he does Yugi's trick. Yeah. There's, there is no way this card actually works this way. But go on. Tell oh, us no. about Yugi's <laughs> trick. I, I am looking away. Yeah, basically. So what he does is he reverts Valkyrion. He uses this effect to, like, turn to the individual magnets, which activates Osiris's lightning shot, or lightning bullet, which happens whenever a new monster appears in the field. He then plays Magnet Force, which reverts the shots backwards to the gods, which, like, weakens them by 2,000 attack points each because three Thunder Bullets go back at them. Um, and then Silent Swordsman attacks Obelisk, and Mirror Force happens, which deflects it. And then Yugi's monsters are all wiped. And then he's like, this isn't blood, this is victory wine. I wanted this to happen, you idiot. He got kicked in the dick on purpose. It's my choice. <laughs> Magnet Force, which is a trap card, which according to the rules of the anime shouldn't affect it. Whatever, it's fine. Audrey, they're, they're cheating, at, this, they're cheating at this game, Audrey. You cannot forget this. <laughs> it's it's so fine. It's totally fine. Um, it's normal. Yeah, okay. I, just, you know, I was watching this and then like, I felt like a genius because like, you know, Yugi attacked with Silent Swordsman and Silent Swordsman's attack got deflected by Mirror Force. And I, who has been paying attention to the duel, definitely paying attention, was like, hey, but didn't Yugi know there was Mirror Force? He he definitely meant to do that. So my my last note for this episode is that like, um, again, as mentioned, uh, Yugi's like, all right, Valkyrion separate into uh, the three magnet warriors. um, And... Uh, Kai was like, you fucking moron. I cannot believe you. Like, <laughs> why, why, why on earth would you, like, take, this was before Magnet Force is activated. Why on earth would you, like, get rid of your one actually strong monster and make it into, like, three suck monsters? I hate you so much. And my only note for it is waste his time 2020. <laughs> <laughs> Is this the? This is when Kaiba says Atem's gaming tactics are simply at a much higher level. Yeah. <laughs> wow, Atem, you're a true gamer. 
God, Yugi, you're not playing the game. You're not only playing yourself. Whatever. Just at the end, I've got a note here uh, where Atem, Atem is like, oh, Yugi, it's a pity you couldn't see through my set card, Mirror Force. And then when we cut to Yugi, who's like, well, actually, well, actually, I did. Just the way that Yugi is drawn, he's drawn so his eyes are in shadow, like fucking Atem was at the start of the episode, and like fucking Yami Yugi was in season zero. And I'm just like, Yugi, Yugi is Yami Yugi now. Yugi has become Yami. Mm. His... <laughs> Mm. and it's just you know he he's just like at the end he's like this you know i fucking got it at him or i've got it other me this is the moment all gods will vanish before me and fucking Atem breaks out the nanny at the end of this episode and i'm just like oh my little boy is so strong i'm proud of him i'm so proud of him uh what's the episode, what's the episode next called strong heart kind heart the final duel part three what if a heart was strong and also kind? What if the what if the two hearts, one is Atem's heart and one is Yugi's heart, but you don't know which is which? Yeah, that was sort of the implication I got. There, there, there are two hearts inside you. <laughs> you are gay. <laughs> you you uh, have a problem. Um, Wait, I just realized we fucked up. Well, yeah, we usually do, but what happened this time? <laughs> we were supposed to uh, shout out our Patreons at the Queens of Games moment. Um, I just didn't oh. write it down then because I thought we were going to do Queens I of Games we did the, I thought we'd do Patreons at the end of episodes. We do our $10 Patreons in the middle of the episodes <sighs> and we have a $10 Patreon now. Yeah. Hey. Hey. Hey, Nero Wyvern. Thanks for hey. donating to our Patreon. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right, two hearts inside you, one strong, one kind. Let's go, baby. Okay. So, yeah, episode starts the way Dan very eloquently said, with Yugi saying, um, actually getting kicked in the dick is exactly what I wanted. Um, um, and he he's able to... Uh, how, how does he get rid of them? I can't get rid of So, he activates Magnet Reverse again to, like, summon Valkyrion. He puts all the three boys together into one big boy. Right. And that's in defense mode, which draws Lightning Bullet again. Uh, it reflecting, he reflects that back into Obelisk to destroy it, because Obelisk is, has, like, 500 attack points at this point. So Obelisk is dead. And then he activates Valkyrion's effect, which he apparently is able to, is able to do, splitting it into three, proccing Lightning Bullet yet again. And then, once again, since Magnet Reverse is still active, or, or Magnet Field, or whatever the hell it was called, um, yeah. he reflects it in the other gods. Basically, he uses, like, this ping-pong uh, combo to, like, bounce the lightning bullets back and forth and kill all three gods in one turn. I, like, because he, he did this before, where he, like, because he knows... Uh, the the Atem's deck. He knows what Osiris does. He just like can manipulate Osiris's effect of doing a big attack every time a new monster is summoned to the field. Like he knows that's coming and just can redirect it. It's just so good that just he's using Atem's deck's own strength against it. So, it's it's like a judo throw. Yeah, I actually I don't love this change. Um, mm. in a duel, I don't love that this is how Yugi defeats the gods, um, because he does it using Atem's monsters. Um, mm. the- That's the part I like about it. <laughs> no, no, not, not, not using Osiris. He does it using the magnet warriors. Right. Which yeah, are, like, he, which are, they... like, Atem's monsters and have uh... been Atem's monsters. I kind of forgot that because just yeah. because magnet warriors look like little toys, which is what all of Yugi's deck kind of is. Mm-hmm. Right. But yeah, now so, you mention it. Yeah. Yeah. 
So like that is that is the the using Osiris against himself is great. Like no no question about that. I agree with you 100% there, Sarah. I just wish it had been with with monsters that weren't like attempts, yeah. you know? Like you could have like you could have brought one of the little fucking Legos he has or some shit. Yeah, exactly. He's probably like, got you more see, of those. you see, like the gears in the and and the moving fortress, which are like all Yugi's own cars, and you see like the Lego guy that comes up later, which is Yugi's own cards. Like you could have created more cards for Yugi if that's like actually what you wanted to do for this tactic that like did the same thing, you know? Because mm. like if I can Konami missed a trick to sell more cards to us, <laughs> really, huh? wow. honestly, um, honestly. But like I was just like, oh man, I wish, I wish it had been not the the magnet warriors but whatever it's fine it's not my show it is not it is now and then we see bakura and grandpa like arm in arm like dancing in a circle very very happy very joyous i'm very what a beautiful one perfect shot beautiful scene 10 out of 10 very much so i I just think that the reason bakura dances or the reason grandpa dances Fuck, the reason Grandpa Did you say Grandpa Bakura? Grandpa Bakura. <laughs> Grandpa Bakura. <laughs> but Bakura's um, been trapped in the ring for 3,000 slutty, slutty years. Um, <laughs> okay, but I think the reason it's them two is because Bakura is the only person here who is willing to take his eyes off of this duel for, like, one second. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's their bond. Bakura barely knows what's going on. Yeah, no, he's just vibing. Yeah, that was that was a point I forgot to make in the last episode. Where there's a point where like Rio's like, "Hey, I've been either comatose, comatose, or possessed for like the last six months. Can someone please let me know why Yugi isn't attacking?" When he yeah. was like waiting, yeah. waiting on a uh, uh, mirror force or whatever. And Jonochi, yeah. like literally everyone else, Jonochi Mal, because like he's going against gods, he can't just attack them. And Rio's like, I don't know how I would possibly know that. Gods? Oops, <laughs> I'm. <laughs> I just want a grill for God's sake. Um, and then so at this point, like this is like the real duel starts now, which is like mm. okay, whatever, sure, fine, I guess. And then like at this point, it's like attempts using his like season one cards, which makes me mark out. Um, oh yeah, and like. I before we get onto that, I, do, I like because after Yugi like defeats the gods, he's like, yeah, yeah. I've been thinking about this for a while. That the god, the greatest weakness of those who hold power is that very same power. I thought that was a cool line. Yeah. But just Atem's reaction to that, he's just like, oh fuck yeah, dude, that's the real duelist shit. Now let's keep going. And again, just like they both smile like broadly and continue to duel because they're just having so much fun. What's yeah. better than this? Yeah. What's Guys being duelists. Yeah, this is like if if Bakura if Yam like if Yami Bakura and Zork were the final bosses, this is like the like the like post game match you have. Yeah. Post game fight you have like that's harder but but it has lower stakes. The, the secret su- it's the secret super boss. This is Sephiroth and Hercules Coliseum. Yeah. <laughs> This is Lance Bass. <laughs> Lance Bass, Sephiroth, and Hercules Coliseum. This, this is the Maki fight in Bug Fables. I believe you. Um, and also, Kaiba believes in Yugi now. He's drinking his Yugi respecting juice. One single drop, and that's all you need. That's enough. It's that powerful. Small but powerful. He is, like he, is, he is so turned on right now, it's not even funny. <laughs> The only thing, but the only thing that makes Kaiba feel more than tr- making Obelisk appear on the field is seeing Obelisk destroyed on the field. 
Yeah, because it's, it's just interesting. It's fun that just, like, the reason that Kaiba came here was to see three god cards. And it's only just now that all three god cards have been destroyed that Kaiba is really starting to get horny for shit. You yeah. come here for the gods, but you stay for the boys. Come for the gods, stay for the boys. Uh... And then, like, it, it just summons at this point. It all this, like, from this point on in the episode, it really is just like, "Hey, remember this card? Remember that it's card?" The, yes, it's the throwback section. We see our friend. We see our friend Gilfer. We see our friend Summon Skull. Buster Blader's it's- here. Baphomet's here. Also, this is the first time you hear. Uh, so Otogi also uses the honorific, but <laughs> this is the, when Bakura actually like says a Temkun, and it makes me really <laughs> <laughs> a Temkun. And I'm just like, oh, my sweet summer child, you're so, you're so beautiful and perfect. I love you so much. And then Otoki also says a Temkun later on, but I'm just like, a Temkun makes me lose it. It's so good. That's, that, I love that. That is so great. We do get like a pretty, like, this is like the most JoJo's ass duel Yu-Gi-Oh's had because a Tem is like, I planned for this from the very beginning. I knew I would summon all three gods. I knew you would destroy them. Like, Mm -hmm. you fool, you've fallen into my (sighs) trap. The line, the line is, the greatest rival of my life is Mudo Yugi. Yes! Yes! Yeah. Like, <gasps> I just... Kaiba's right there, buddy, but... <laughs> yeah, is well, this you know. where, where Atem is like, oh no, I'm shaking, and I'm actually shaking out of fear because I am genuinely afraid of this child? I don't know if... I don't remember that happening, but... Okay, I maybe you. I made that up in my head. I spaced out. But okay, at this point, though, before, before Pot of Greed happens... Atem starts going sicko mode and he summons Gardner and says the name before he plays it. This is when yeah. he starts like getting the Assassin's <laughs> Creed bleeding effect right now. Yeah, he's he starts doing the secret. He starts che- <laughs> he just starts cheating. We'll see it later, but like Listen, yeah, he's everyone, got in his mind his vision board of the card he wants to summon and he visualizes he's, it. He's and actualizing it. Just happens. it. Yeah. The power of positive thinking. This is the power of <laughs> And now, and now it's time. It's the power of positive drinking because now Yugi plays Pot of Greed. Hey! Take a sip, babes. <sighs> yummy yum. I'm hydrated. My crops are watered, and so is my throat. Yummy yum. Everyone is starting to realize at this point that Yugi actually might win. Yeah, yeah. which is and a pretty yeah. cool thing. And Anzu, Anzu has another moment where she's like, "No, if you kill people, they die." Uh, basically. <laughs> If you die in the duel, you die in real life. Come on, Anzu. 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 He's a ghost. <laughs> Baby, you gotta let it go and let Atem taste the sweet embrace of death. You let gotta go to do heaven. it. But what I like about... Because, like, Joey chases after and is like, no, Anzu, Anzu, like, come on, it's gonna be fine. But Joey is also like, bruh, I guarantee you they've both just gotten so into it that they've actually forgotten what this duel is about. Look at them. Yes. They're having so much fun. Just it's come and watch it. so good. And like, you do genuinely get that sense from the duel that they're both just both, they're just in the zone. Atem is absolutely feeling it, Mr. Krabs. Oh, yeah. as am I. It's so good. And then- I know who else is feeling it. Ooh. It's Mahad. He does it! Here he goes, his soul from 3,000 years back. I, yeah, so he doesn't actually summon Mahad in the manga. Well, no, he <laughs> doesn't, he, he says, it, it's, he you go, Audrey. There. You go, Audrey, yeah, sorry. Oh, just say, so, like, he summons Dark Magician, he summons Black Magician. Yeah, 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 yeah. At, yeah, that's what he Right, does. but my point is, so, like, Black Magician is, like, you know, I've waited 3,000 moments, 
the 3,000 mm-hmm. years for this for this moment. That doesn't happen in the manga. Instead, Aww. it's just, yeah. He just which plays is, it. Which is, but it's great because here, because like it pops over to Ishizu and Ishizu's like, oh shit, why am I horny for Dark Magician? Um, <laughs> and she's like, oh my god, it's my 3,000 year old boyfriend. Well, one of them. And Malik's <laughs> like, what is wrong with you right yeah. now? <laughs> and this oh. is like, this is the final boss now. Like everything predicates on Yugi being able to defeat Black Magician. Yeah. Oh. oh. Will he do it? Let's find out in episode 224. This is the last episode of Yu-Gi-Oh! This is the final episode of Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Monsters. Yeah, it's, this is it. The story that concludes in the light. The story of Pot of Green that concludes in the light. Episode 52, the final duel part four. That is, okay, I'm gonna say it, that was the absolute worst four kids title possible. This is the <laughs> final episode of the show, and they're like, let's not give it a special name. Let's just say yeah. part four of whatever the hell. That, oh, I'm mad about it. I don't even participate. That's fine. <laughs> Who give a shit? You don't even go here, Max. <laughs> my, my girlfriend goes to a different dual academy. She goes to North Academy. Can't wait to find out what that means that in four in weeks. about two or three months. Um, what were you going to say, Audrey? Oh, no, never mind. I, I was getting ahead of myself. But uh, what I will say is that everyone is, like, for real realizing that this will literally kill a Tim and straight up having a bad time about it. Mm. Yeah. yeah. But also, um, so, so, like, Dark Magician is a Tim's signature card. Yeah. Um, and then we we kind of get a thing where, where Yugi plays a card. And because Dark Magician is a Tim's signature card, I was like, ooh, 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 it's fucking time for Marshmallow. However, a Tim does... Dio knives. Attempt does Dio knives. It's pretty cool. It's just like I forget what the card is, but like basically it it, it destroys a card so it won't flip, and it is marshmallow. And then like Black Magician just like just murders marshmallow before it can do anything. Very yeah, very sad. Because I was like. I was kind of like a boy to be poggers at sort of marshmallow to come out and be Yugi's like signature card, but then it died. Yeah. Part of me was thinking that Yugi might have put a blue eyes in his deck. Which would have made me, like, probably actually die on the spot. Yeah, I was oh kind of thinking that as well, but it doesn't really make sense. It doesn't make sense, but it would have been cool, Sarah. Wow, cool blue eyes. Wow, cool blue eyes. Yeah. He summons a little Lego man instead. Yeah. He's also, also Yugi is, like, thinking is in his internal monologue here, like, oh, is there anything that can pierce the strong bond between Ibo and Dark Magician? And I think possibly it's the bond between you and your other self here, buddy. Maybe. Who, um, who can say? Who can say uh, where the Lego comes? But it's coming and it's here. Yeah, and then yeah. and yeah, Atem is still just not looking at his deck. Like I think, like we don't even see <laughs> Atem look down from this point yeah. on. Pretty much. Yeah. Is this the point? So in the manga, I can't remember in the anime anymore. But um, uh, this is the point in the manga where um, Yugi plays a card called Gold Sarcophagus. Yes. And yes. Uh, he puts the card in the sarcophagus. Yep, yep, yep. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's like your catchphrase on this show at this point, Audrey. <laughs> yeah. It really is. Um, but it's appropriate here. Um. <laughs> <laughs> he literally does it. But yeah, the, car- the, sarcophagus- the card that the sarcophagus card is, it's literally, the card art is literally just the Millennium Puzzles box. Yeah. 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 So he, he basically, he puts a, a hidden card away into this box. Um, and if it is activated by a Tem, um, he can open the box and negate it. Um, 
so he can't use the the card either while it's in the box but um if atem has the same card in his deck and tries to use it uh he can't Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Wonder what the card is. I'm sure we'll never find out. Um, but yeah, even the Yugitachi kind of look at the box. They're like, "Hey, that that looks like that looks exactly like the box the Millennium. You know, the box that Yugi keeps his deck in. You know, the box. Yeah, and they they sort of call it. They're like, "Oh, it's almost like a friendship box. Huh. Deck in a box. De- okay, come on." <laughs> Uh, taking taking another uh, uh, thing he learned from a rival, he pulls uh, something out of uh, Kaiba's book, and it's like, it's time for dragons. It's time for dragons, which I guess is like, it's Gandora, which is apparently Yugi's signature card. Yeah. It's the omnidirectional lizard's dragon. Yeah. It's it's a metaphor. For... His, his, his parting, it's like Yugi's strength, you know, it's the oh, same yeah, thing yeah. that okay, we talked okay, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When, yeah, 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 you know. You listened to the last episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is, yeah. It is slightly different in the anime, if I recall, but um, so he know. summons Gandora and he's like, I'm going to destroy all your monsters. And this is the point where Yami actually uses Mirror Force. And he's like, okay. oh, actually, okay. I'm going to destroy Gandora. Nice try. Yeah, like in this, he just uses a different trap card to sort of negate the effects like of black illusion yeah. directional liver lasers black magicians fine yeah doesn't really matter what it is nope yeah gandora gets destroyed and then uh it's like yugi is left without any cards like monsters on his field again and it's like oh uh oh it's black magician time no monsters no hand let's go Baby. No gods, no masters. <laughs> no gods, no pharaohs. It's time for no them to go no home pharaohs. to the afterlife. There's um, now two dark magicians. Uh, right. There's two of them. Yeah. Yeah. So does he th- Does he use magic circle? No. Later. He actually uses... Hang on. Uh, because... So in the manga at this point, um, Yugi uses a car- card called magician circle. Or not magic circle, but magician circle, he which does is different than magic something circle. Something like that. It's a magician specific circle. I can't yeah. remember what it's called, but it allows them both to summon a magician each. Right. Yeah. So, so, Atem Atem summons Dark Magician Girl. And he he does it. It's important how he does it though, because he just like without looking, leafs through his deck and just like grabs the card. It's so sick. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And um, listen, you Yugi- gotta know where the girls are at. Yugi Sorry, summons I mean. Silent Magician. Yeah. Oh, also at some point, uh, Yami. Dan, you Yami? sound like a portal Dan. companion cube right now. Dan. Oh fuck! I I swore my own bed. Damn it! <laughs> this is a lot. Dan, um, are you going Dan? to heaven? Dan? Are you in the, going <laughs> to the tomb about now? that? There you go. Uh, <laughs> what the fuck? I spoiled my own bit. You're gonna hear that voice again in like a month. But what I was going to say is, uh, at some point, uh, Atem strengthens his Dark Magician with... Oh, right. The Book of Secret Arts. There we the go. The Book of Secret Arts. Uh, yeah, I, right, I, I, I have that. voice changer off. I forgot, I forgot <laughs> that, like, Summon Skull and Curse of Dragon were also, like, yeah, on it's, the field it's be- at this it's, point. It's, it's best of. Yeah, all yeah. these, like, iconic monsters... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it's a good magician battle now. Um, it's, we haven't it's had a, all magic themes. Haven't had a good one of these since Pandora, really. Yeah, yeah. since Dio. Uh, 
And, um... Yeah, my notes got a little hazy from now on because <laughs> I, I was busy crying. Got it. Yeah. yeah. So what happens here is, like, Yugi has, like, one last card to draw, or, like, has put set one last card down, and um, it is Sanctity... Or, or it's Heaven's Treasure. Um, mm-hmm. It's, like, something else in the manga, but it's, it's Heaven's Treasure in the anime, which um, makes each player draw enough cards to fill their hand with um, six cards. Um, so whatever they had. So Yugi had no cards. Atem had one. Um, so he has to draw five cards. And the way Silent Magician works is, unlike Silent Swordsman, who levels up with every battle phase, um, uh, every one of his own player's battle phase, Silent Magician uh, levels up uh, every time the opponent draws a card. So suddenly, Silent Magician is uh, has 3,500 attack points. Yeah. I heard Silent Magician was fucking shredded. <laughs> and Black Magician has already started attacking and cannot, like, attempt can't cancel the attack. But what he can do is activate his own um, magic card, um, Cross Magic, um, which allows... Uh, Dark Magician and Dark Magician Girl to attack together at the same time for a single attack point of 3,000. Um, mm-hmm. So they both still lose, and they get to die mm-hmm. together. Um, Amen. <laughs> and they get to die together one last time. Goodbye, Mana and Mahad. <laughs> um, <laughs> and and uh, uh, But Atem only takes 500 uh, damage as opposed to the 1,000 he would have taken from mm-hmm. um, Dark Magician. Mm-hmm. Beef in it. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so both so, the boys have 200 life points. And the yeah. only person who has a monster on the field is Yugi. Uh-huh. Uh, this is the final turn. It really uh, is. Like, all the friends kind of, they're like, oh shit, this is the final turn. This is fucking it. Oh my god. So, Atem uses Monstery Board and brings Slifer back on the field Back Ready from to the destroy. dead, if you think yeah. about it. Mm. Yeah. He uses his original god card, but Yugi, oh, yeah. Yugi saw this coming. Yugi's Yugi straight. Ex- Yugi said no necromancy. Yeah, Yugi knew the exact counter, and they're like, hey, wait a minute, he can't counter Slifer, there's only one Slifer. He used Monster Reborn. Put Monster Reborn in the box, and Slifer just goes back in there. The prestige. Yeah, like, this is what I was thinking. Like you know, yeah. the, the, the the Slifer is like you know, because Yami is like, oh well, what a shame. I'm gonna have to attack you with Osiris now, and then the box starts glowing, and I kind of mark out for like thirty seconds because I'm like, oh my god, what the? How did Yugi get another version of Slifer to put in the box to stop Slifer attacking? Because I'm stupid and I didn't get. I wasn't <laughs> paying attention to the hashtag <laughs> themes of the show. Um, because the thing in the box is Monster Reborn. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, for me, I think this is more effective in the manga because he didn't use all the gods before. So there's a mo- in the anime. There's a moment earlier the the way that um, Gaia or oh yeah yeah gets yeah. gets summoned is through like he he was discarded um, with like a first turn from his hand or whatever or sacrifice. From his hand, from Atem's hand to, like, um, activate one of the things on his, like, first turn. Um, in the manga, it wasn't Gaia. It was Slifer. It was Osiris. 
Um, okay, that that kind of rules because it means that a tem just straight up discarded a god card in the first turn because they're worthless. It was, well, well, first of all, there's that, <laughs> but also that he like saw saw this coming that that he would defeat up again since Obelisk was the only one, and that Yugi hadn't accounted for the fact that in the manga he had more than one god card in his deck because he was uh-huh. like thoroughly convinced that he w- that a tem wouldn't. Uh, waste the card space with all of the weak monsters again that were necessary to summon a god card. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, so for me, it's like a, a bigger payoff to be like, to, for, for it to be like attempts, like, actually, I was one step ahead of you the entire time, only for Yugi to be like, no, Nuh-uh. I, I saw even this coming and, um, you don't get to do it. And, um, I, Ishizu has a really great line about it, about the specific, um, the specific choice of, uh, Reborn the Monster, which is, this is Yugi's message to the Pharaoh, the souls of the dead must not linger in the world of the living. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, sorry, God. buddy. You've been dead for 3,000 slutty slutty years. Yeah. Now stay dead. Mm-hmm. Bitch, stay dead. Do it. Do, do it. it. <laughs> Kill your double. He does it. <laughs> he sure does it. He does it. Fuck. He doesn't want does it. But he it does. sucks. It, it sucks to watch. Poor boy. It sucks, is but it also fucking rules. Cause like he it does rule. He does the thing. He you know attempts life points go down to zero. Yugi falls to his knees. He's crying. Big great fucking anime tears. Yep. And just. <sighs> Atem fucking comes over and in just like the most gentle voice ever is just like, keep your head up, King, your crown is falling. He says, <laughs> hey, buddy, buddy, like the, you're the winner and the winner of a duel shouldn't be on their knees. If I were you, I and wouldn't cry. <sighs> it just, it took me, because cause Yugi here, he's just like, oh my God, I'm so weak. And it took me until kind of just now to realize that he says I'm so weak because he thinks he's like weak for crying at winning a duel, I guess. Yeah. Like, is he, you know, he says all this and like, we get, we get the scene of like his whole, not his whole life, but like, you know, ever since attempt's been in his life, he's been like always chasing his shadow and like, he's always wanted to be strong like attempt. And like, I think at this point it's basically, you know, as Yugi's like on his hands and knees sobbing, it's attempt telling him like, bro, you've been strong. Like you've been this strong the entire time. Your strength is kindness. Like, yeah. You know, because, like, Yugi thinks, like, because I guess his lens for dueling is through a Tem, who's, yeah. like, you know, the greatest duelist ever, or I guess yeah, the greatest I... cheater ever, impossible to say. Um, <laughs> But, like, it's like, yeah, you've been as strong as I have the entire time. I'm also, like, yeah, uh, again, uh, to, to Sarah's point earlier, there is, um, people can be in love without any sexual element of it. <laughs> however, however, if if one of them were a girl... In any other anime, they would be kissing right now. Like this is, yeah, probably. Yeah. this is like a hundred percent, like deeply, deeply, like soulmate. They're extremely, in extremely in love. Shit, simply. And the uh, the other anime where one of them is a girl and they do start kissing, they're wrong. That doesn't. That's unnecessary. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, he's just he he says like it's just it's just so gentle and like. 
the fact that it's just like so cleanly animated attempts, just like sort of adoring gaze as he looks down at Yugi and just loves him. It. Uh, uh, I, uh, I am saluting. I'm. We're saluting. Oh, and my joke I wanna, here. Like, um, go down before I tell my shitty joke. Yeah. <laughs> I really want to, like, read off the thing that Yami says in the dub because I yes. really love it. Yeah. Um, you do realize we'll never truly be apart, right? The gift Aww. of kindness you've given me and the courage I, I've given you will remain with us and that will forever bind us together. Hell yeah, Will, bro. If if Atem is king of games, then Yugi is um, kind of games. It's kind, kind, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. Fuck up. <laughs> Stupid podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, Yugi is just still fucking distraught. And so... In in the in the sub at least he goes to be like, oh, but but other me and uh, Atem here is just like, hey, I am not your other self anymore, because like <laughs> up until this point, like Yugi had still been calling him like Mohitori no Boku, and it's like at this point that that is just like severed, and Atem says, you are no one but yourself. You are the only Muto Yugi in the world. Uh huh. <laughs> It's a, it's just, like, <laughs> what, what a good show. <sighs> and what happens at this point is that the eye of Widget starts glowing, which mm-hmm. what I thought had happened is that it kind of starts glowing whenever Atem says Yugimuto. And I was like, wait a second, did he just open the door to the afterlife using not the Pharaoh's name, but Yugi's name? No. Which doesn't happen. He goes and says his name afterwards. But no, yeah, I, I think like, it, I think it just started glowing because he lost the duel. Yeah, just yeah. like the way it was framed, I was like, <laughs> curious, curiouser and curiouser. Uh, so he says his name. He says his name. The door opens, and like the gang all run up to like the sort of like stage altar they've been fighting on. Like they're all like sobbing right now. None of them want them to leave. Like Anzu mm-hmm. is like, you know, just like stay with us. Honda wants him to stay too. It's like, you know, this really, really tearful goodbye. And then, like, I, Jinochi, is the, it's his turn to be the adult in the room because he's like, mm, we I have know. to, like, burn this memory in our brains forever because, like, he has to leave, but, like, we don't have to forget him. Yeah, the line that Joey said, the specific line that Yo! Joey says that makes me personally start crying is when he says, Anzu, you don't need... Because Anzu is like... A, like Yugi, I don't, or Atem even, I don't understand, like, I don't get why you'd want to leave. Like, we've been friends for so long, why do you have to go? Please don't go. And Joey says, Anzu, you don't need to get it, you just need to accept it. And that Mm. fucking sent me. That's a therapy-ass line right there. That's an absolute therapy-ass line. Um, And and starts talking about, like, burn these memories into your brain. Um, the specific thing I get I want to note about this is that when they when you know Atem is walking into the light of the afterlife and they and they run up heaven. to him and yell they yell Yugi please don't go yeah mm-hmm. which isn't his fucking name his name is Atem but they like they're like Yugi don't which kind of what they're yelling for what they're asking for is a person that no longer exists damn also like. On a slightly lighter note here, I'm just saying 14, four 17-year-olds look directly into heaven. 
Yeah, <laughs> it, they're they're fine. Yeah, uh, slightly unable to comprehend what they're looking at. Uh, did, did any of you get the exact line that they say like right before he leaves? I forget who said. I think um, I, I think Joey says it. Is even if you're fair, even if you're a Tem, you'll always be Yugi, and we're always gonna be friends. The, yeah, the one that the one that also got me was I think it's, again Joey says even if a thousand years pass, we will always be your friends. Yeah, that's that's what it is. It's even if you're a king, you're still Yugi. Even if a thousand years pass, we'll always be friends. I'm thinking the main theme of the show is friendship. Maybe have you heard of friendship, lads? No. Their bonds are so strong. They're friends. And and Yugi, you know, Yugi is like, I will never ever forget you. And then Atem walks into the afterlife. He also like as he as he walks in, so he's in like. Yugi's school uniform as yeah. he begins to uh-huh. walk into the light and as he crosses oh. over he shifts into yes. his ancient Egyptian regalia and it's yeah. and like on the other side are like all the priests waiting for him um, including Aknadine including Aknadine <laughs> Aknadine's there can someone help me explain what happened why is he there uh, well I guess it just it just confirms that he's not going to either heaven or hell there's just one afterlife for everyone yeah probably there's no okay, segregation yeah. In Egyptian afterlife. <laughs> I don't know if that's the right term. That's yeah, that was kind of the wrong term I used there, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <sighs> separation. Um, no separation. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um and yeah, as the time walks into the afterlife, he also gives just the most beautiful thumbs up. Thumbs up. So good. It's, it's the thumbs up that haunts my dreams. I just It's a Terminator thumbs up. <laughs> Okay, okay, I've never, I've not seen Terminator, but, like, the reason this strikes me is because just, like, the the thumbs up is such a modern gesture. It's like, mm-hmm. hey, yeah. you guys from the modern world, this is, this yeah. is for you. Yeah, that's how it is. It's um, so good. And, like, jo- Joey fucking returns the thumbs up, like, while just crying. Uh, <sighs> But there's not there's not a lot of time for them to like dwell on their feelings or process any of this because right, yeah, here's, yeah, yeah. here's one last little surprise for everyone. This gets to be their tomb too. Yeah, or for me to dwell on my feelings and process everything because whoops. Yeah. No oh, beans. Everything collapsing. falls apart. Mm-hmm. That's a metaphor, probably. Yeah, they have to seal the millennium items need to be sealed away for good, like permanently. Okay. So. Temple collapses. Yeah. Yeah, we see the items like fall into a bottomless pit. Goodbye. We also see the ghost of Shadi. So apparently yeah. the ghost of Shadi is still here. Who's kind of a weird yeah. shot for him to kind of. I mean, like, I know that he's important, but like, he's not really that important, you know? But what it's, he is is that. I think it's cool. He's. It is I, cool. <laughs> I am looking directly at him. He's looking directly at you. I am looking directly at him. He's looking hey! at us, the viewers. Bah, 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 bah. <laughs> he does gym off his face and the temple collapses. Yeah. And yeah, like, they just like they stand outside watching it, and that's kind of just the end. Well, did you watch the, through the credits, Sarah? I did watch through the credits. But okay, that good, is good, good. I was about, to, was about to scream at you if you didn't. So this is this is literally the the last image, and I I will post this in the Discord as well because it makes <laughs> me happy. <laughs> manga, manga, um, manga, manga, manga. The the last image in the manga <laughs> is, uh, and the lines that Yugi says at the end of the credits. Um, which I will say are over over these images instead of what he says uh, instead of the stuff there. But um, is everyone in the desert um, like staring into like 
the the horizon as the sun beats down on them like everyone who's like been touched by this life so it's it's um mm-hmm. Suguroku Jonochi, Yugi, Anzu, Ishizu Rashid, Malik, Honda, Otogi and Bakura um and they're all just sort of standing there looking into the horizon as um Yugi leaves us with like some very powerful last lines. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> are the are the last lines the same in the manga as they yes, are in the anime? Yes, exactly, exactly the same. Okay. Um, I mean, I can say them now, or we can wait till we. Yeah, we I go think to the before we get to them, uh, let's mm-hmm. address the the uh, ending montage. I don't know if you get this in the, the dub. I, done. We didn't. No, there's oh, no ending damn. montage. Okay. It so, just ends. Yeah. So like the the uh, the op- the ED theme plays, uh, and we see like the gang are flying home in a plane. Kaiba is Kaiba and Mukuba are flying home in the blue eyes jet, and just like the planes are kind of flying beside each other that's fun then they land the Hawkinses meet them at the airport Rebecca is there Grandpa's boyfriend is there Serenity is there hey remember fucking Duke and Honda and Serenity don't want to forget about yeah. that Just, uh, <laughs> we get we get one last Genochi face for the road you what Wait, oh, I already finished my monster it's not like a proper one though is it is oh it, it absolutely oh it absolutely is as he grabs Otoki and Honda who are, like, running over to get to Shizuku, and he, like, grabs them and yanks them back. It is full-on face. Okay, that this explains, that explains why one I missed it, because I was one. looking away, because I don't want to see Honda and Otogi versus mm-hmm. Serenity. You um, have to earn that last one. Yeah, they had to get that in. And then there's, like, a scene, Pegasus is listening to, Peg- Pegasus, the alive billionaire, millionaire, is listening <laughs> to a business proposal from the, whatever their name is, the German ones. The Schrodinger's, Schrodinger's, Schrodinger's Jewelists. Schrodinger's. That's the one. <laughs> Maya's a lesbian dueling on the Great Wall of China. Yeah. What? Yeah, with, with Vivian Wong and, and, and they're fighting the Paradox Brothers. May and Q. What? what? Who cares? <laughs> they're taking Who down racism. They're on the Great Wall of China. <sighs> Stupid. Um, oh my god. Uh, yeah, we see, we see Rex and Weevil, we see Makusunami, and then the credits end. And there's a post-credits scene. Uh, what? Yeah, it's like a Marvel movie. What's the post-credits scene? Please tell me. We did not get this. Someone else want to take this? Uh, now that the fate of the world isn't anything to be worried about, um, they have to go back to school. And uh, Life yeah. continues. Anzu and Jonochi um, are at uh, the game shop to pick Yugi up to go to school. And... As Yugi leaves, he has this incredibly powerful line, and this is where I did tear up, um, which is the same lines he says in the manga, which images I have posted now into Discord. Um, this isn't a story of a great pharaoh. Everyone has a story of their own, and it ends in light, and my, my story has just begun. Just the God line, damn. this isn't the story of a great pharaoh. Just, oh, <sighs> this is the story of a little boy made of love and friendship, and his name is Yugimoto. His name is Yugimoto. And he is it's a so complete sweet. whole and entire person who does not need no pharaoh and wow. is ready to begin his wonderful life with his wonderful fr- wonderful friends. His friendship yeah. with other people is not fucking dependent on a wish he made on a millennium puzzle, but it's fucking real and strong. This is a good show. This is a very good show. We did it. Yeah. We did it. It's over. Yeah. I, I just want to note, the dub just ends at them leaving the temple. And God, it's like, sucks. well, 
That fucking sucks so bad. God, yeah. Like, well, with the end of one story, a new one begins. Yeah, and you know, in a way, part of Green's story, I believe, is only just beginning. Oh yeah, there, yeah, there's in this like bullshit franchise for a lot longer. More, there are six more Yu-Gi-Oh series to go through. Okay, I was talking in the more romantic way, and that like we've become friends and we're going to be friends for the rest of our lives. But okay. Oh yeah, that too. <laughs> I'll talk about my feelings in the wrap-up episode then, I guess. God, fucking watch yeah. me. It's been a been a good run so far. We're going to Duel Academy, Kaiba's school for for duelists for wayward children. So Damn. the limerick that I've come up with. Yeah, hit me. Oh yeah. There once was a pharaoh called Atem, whose friends would do anything for them. I had to change their gender so that this would fit into the rhyme scheme. They'd make him go fight, so he'll lose his his life. We'll all say goodbye to our friend Atem. Rhyming Atem with Atem, I'm into it. <laughs> no, that's what that's what lim- that's what li- that's like the limerick structure. Usually, the first the first name is also the last rhyme. Oh, I didn't I know. Did know. I know this. I've been to limerick. I- oh. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's true. The more you know. The more you know. What a wonderful ending segment, Sarah. Thank you. I think I could get could get a better meter on it, but you know, I'll workshop it. Yeah, 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 you know, maybe you, you, the one that you do for GX will be even better, I bet. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Sure. Poet laureate of the show, Sarah McCostumes. <laughs> this has uh, been going for two hours. Uh, shorter than I expected. We can lightning round these questions. I was thinking maybe, like, any that are, like, this about the series in general, we can say for... No, yeah, that's what we're going to do. The, yeah. The questions about these episodes we'll go through. If yeah. you want to send us questions, we'll do, we do posts every week on Twitter usually. Um, and then Discord, we have question, like a dedicated channel for asking questions. So, you know, go to our Twitter or Discord to ask questions about the current episode we're talking about. Um, we do have a couple from Twitter that do I have Do you want to get Twitter here. and I'll look through Discord? Yeah, yeah. So um, one of these questions on Twitter uh, is for the wrap-up, so we'll take on that next week. <laughs> um, but uh, friend of the show, Jordan, at Bradipus Rex says not a question but thank you for your service pot of greed host i'm saluting you with my whole deck out right now semper funny jordan yo did he just say deck put he that deck, deck away yep put that this deck is away. a safer work twitter um <laughs> and also on twitter jonas horn at der hornmeister uh asks was yugi put at risk for scoliosis by wearing a pyramid of massive gold around his neck or did it function as a therapeutic aid correcting his posture would Atem let him use some of his ancient pharaoh money to pay for physical therapy? Ancient pharaoh now, money. Now, I did Google this. Uh-huh. I did Google the Millennium Puzzle weight. And uh-huh. apparently, as it turns out, two kilograms is what it weighs. What? 4.4 pounds is what, what? that thing weighs. <laughs> Are you shitting me? Nope. Yugi has the strongest neck in the world. Jesus Yugi. Christ. That's why he's so small. He could have grown if there hadn't been this thing weighing him down for two years. It's... It's like, it's one, he's one of those sharp people that, he's like Koichi. He, he's really small, but he's really buff. <laughs> he's okay. dense. He so, doesn't float in water. Like a Hayato. No, he can swim. <laughs> That's true. No, he's as, his muscles are strong enough that he can constantly, like, kick himself up. Yeah, 4.4 pounds is that Millennium Puzzle weight. That is uh, that's, pretty messed up. Jesus, that's two packs of sugar. Fuck. That's a half a gallon of milk. <laughs> For the rest of his life, Yugi is gonna, like... He's not going to have that. He's going to have to just like hang hang two gallons of milk around his neck so just so that like his body could feel normal again. So his body won't like revert. Yeah. <sighs> it's to stop him oh. growing. It's to stop him growing. Because otherwise he'll be too strong or too large. <laughs> thank, thank you, Jonas, for the question. Um, we have a episode relevant question on the Millennium Bag in the Discord. Um, 
which comes from Stephen Moore, Marshmallow, Cooler, Alna in the Discord. If you had to defeat an ancient ghost who is also your pre-incarnation in single combat in order to put them to rest, what challenge would you choose? Or would you simply refuse and keep the ghost trapped with you for a couple of extra millennia and let your descendants deal with it? If you refuse, uh, that's a, that's a moral crisis and you need to go to therapy. Yeah, yeah. But but what challenge would you choose? Dreidel. Hmm? Dre- Ooh, okay. The tradition of my people. Yeah. Sure. Pokemon oh, battle. Oh, cool. Uh, Sweet. That's a I'm cool looking say... thing. Hmm. Games. Games. Uh, <laughs> I thought you were just going to say games and leave it at that. <laughs> I don't know. I can't think of any one-on-one games that would be perfect for this that are meant to be like one, especially one that I could actually win against my pre-incarnation, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess Mm. this assumes that like you and your pre-incarnation have had like a year or so's intense relationship and developed like a kind of a a rapport based around a game. Okay, so in that case, I'm gonna have to, it's, oh. It's probably some board game, you know? Hmm. Like, I don't know, Splendor. <laughs> That's just the first board game that came to mind. Oh, oh, I know, I know, I know. It's going to be uh it's going to be the official Mouse Guard board game, uh Swords <laughs> and Strongholds. Hell we yeah. had a whole adventure where we played Swords and Strongholds against people. Nice, nice. Great. Um, do, I, I really liked the season of that where you both where you got turned into little mice and had to like go <laughs> against actual mice. That was a really cool choice on the animators, the, the, <laughs> the studio's perspective. I think yeah. mine would definitely be some kind of sewing competition. Oh, like, like a, a like project a cl- runway a, type thing. A clothes off. It would be yeah. a clothes off. Pretty good. Joelle Jet Holmes has uh, a episode specific question, which is explain <laughs> this moment, and it's uh, Bakura and uh, Sugoroku dancing together. Oh, yeah. Um, Sometimes you get a dance when you don't know what the fuck's going on. Yeah, neither of them know what's happening, and they're just, <laughs> yeah. they're just happy to be there. <laughs> yeah. They're simply, you know, just two traumatized duelists living in the moment. Or, yeah. or you could use Max's original answer in the Discord. <laughs> no, heart. <laughs> <laughs> we will never. elaborate on that. No. <laughs> um, we do have a, a an episode of relevant question from number one Ubel Stan Cass in chat. Uh, y'all ready for this boy? And it's the tricky little weird question mime clown. And the actual question is, which of Yugi's gadgets are you? I'm the Legos. Because if anyone ever steps on me, they will be hurt. I'm the Legos, but specifically in the configuration of Toy Agumon from Digimon. I'm. I think I'm the green one. <laughs> the green one. Yeah, the little little green beerman. I'm. I'm, s- I'm silent magician level zero. Ooh. Level zero though. I do not. I level do not get zero, stronger. Yeah. <laughs> stronger. Audrey, I don't believe you could ever be silent. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's kind of um. <laughs> leveled, <laughs> layered there. Yeah, um. that is. That's what we brought you on this podcast, though. That that means you have good takes. Uh. Yeah, the takes are good. Um, well, that's, is that episode? Those are all the episode relevant ones. We'll tackle the other ones next week. Yeah. Jesus fucking Thank lives. you. We did it. Thank it's you. over. Wow. Both to I'm, everyone in this like, call and the two hosts who aren't and also to the listeners. Yeah. Hey, Each speaking of the of two you. hosts who aren't, hey, Elliot, why didn't you tell us what you thought of these episodes? 
Hello, geeks and gamers! This is Kybacore, Studio West Special Correspondent Elliot, checking in from the high desert of New Mexico uh, for this, our final episode of Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Monsters. I don't know about you, I'm very excited to go to dueling school because, uh, as usual, I didn't understand a goddamn thing that was going on in this duel, uh, except for the very last move, which made me feel like a brain genius. But before we get to that, um... Let's see what's going on in my notes. My first note just says I'm mad. Uh, that was after Atem goes, I'm right where I belong. Like, oh, okay. And then, you know, 45 minutes later, you are going to beef it again into the afterlife. But sure, right where you belong. Okay, fine. Um, you all know me. You all know that I'm not going to talk about anything even remotely re related to the main plot when there are Kaiba brothers on screen, and Mokuba hanging off of Kaiba like a spider monkey um, was the best part of this series of episodes for me, personally. Um, in, the <laughs> in the dub, the conversation uh, goes, uh, Mokuba saying, Seto, you left without saying anything, so Roland and I tracked you down to Egypt. And Kaiba says, I didn't think I had to report all of my moves to my little brother. And Mokuba says, well, keep that up and I'll take over Kaiba Corp and make you work for me, which is very, very cute. Love to see them. Glad they're there. Uh, just kind of standing uncomfortably in the background for the entire duel. Um, Duke calling the B-team friends is also extremely funny. He just... Re Duke's the only one who knows they're on a TV show, and he just wants the screen time, honestly. Also, the fact that he called Pegasus famous child kidnapper and not, like, my or Serenity. <laughs> Serenity isn't there, y'all. That's weird, right? Um... I do think he just called Pegasus because Pegasus is not returning his calls about Dungeon Dice Monsters. <laughs> and he had to get him out here somehow. Because um, I know he has Mai's number. I know they're, like, out here going to brunch and shit. Stupid. Stupid show for morons. Um, that's all my notes for the first episode. I'm going to do my own little Queen of Games segment because uh, no one can stop me. Uh... We've been playing the Control DLC. It's good. Uh, by we've been playing, I mean I've been watching Nora play it, and it's good. It was very, very scary. I was there to provide uh, important moral support as uh, Nora screamed and mashed buttons and died several times. We got through it. I'm getting there in Paradise Killer. I'm trying to unlock, or I'm trying to find every single secret and max out my level with everybody before I go to the trial. Um, I still have no idea who committed any of the crimes, so, um, I'm gonna be on my biggest Phoenix Wright bullshit of all time when I get to the trial, I assume. Um, also, not a game, but again, uh, nobody's here to stop me. I've been listening to a new podcast, uh, the Penumbra podcast, specifically the Juno Steel episodes. Uh, it is a space noir with absolutely zero straight characters in it. Uh, main character is non-binary, um, and he rules, um, and he sucks, and I hate him, and I love him. Uh, my clickbait title for it is, uh, Private Eye Meets Master Thief, You Won't Believe What Happens Next. 
since we do Patreon shoutouts in this part, uh, shout out again to Nero Wyvern. Thank you very much for your ten dollars. I'll be putting my dollar sixty-six towards a uh, uh, fancy coffee when we go into town later today. Love living in the desert. Okay, duel. Blah blah blah. It's four episodes of dueling. All right. What do you want me to say? Um, I like how confident Yugi is. It's good to see. I love him. Um, my main beef is I know that it's like themes, etc. The Egyptian god cards are obviously attempts because it's right in the name. But the fact that Yugi built his deck first and then like had Yavi take over and make his definitely means Yugi took one look at the Egyptian god cards and was like, mm, that wouldn't be fair. That would be kind of cheap for me to put these in my deck. And then Yami took over and was like, oh, hell yeah. Uh, blah, blah, blah. More dueling. <laughs> Is Shizu saying he's controlling his deck with his will? Like, okay, that's just cheating, I'm pretty sure. Like, whatever. Um, the final episode description on Yu-Gi-Oh.com is Yugi and Atem. More than friends, closer than brothers. Which, like, okay, I'm normal. Uh, that's normal. Shit. Uh, this is the part where I felt like a goddamn genius when I realized that, uh, the card he put in the ancient box was Monster Reborn. Finally, last episode, Elliot can have little, uh, dual understanding as a treat. Um... Can't remember if y'all have discussed why Atem is white. I know it's been this way the entire series, but now that they are in separate bodies, it is even more <laughs> blatant and jarring than it ever has been. It's wild. Uh, let's see, what else is going on? Oh, yeah. No, okay, so, yeah, Yugi wins a duel, blah, blah, blah. Says some bullshit about saving his friend. Like, guys, I love you all very much, and I know it's themes etc. Um, and you're not here to defend yourselves, so. Uh, it sucks that a time had to go back to the afterlife, whatever. Um, he beefed it at age 16, spent 3,000 years in the fucking ancient Egyptian periwiggler, and then got like two years max with Yugi and his friends to just be kind of like a normal weird teen. Like... It's it's bullshit that the that the stupid plot thing was like, well, if he loses, he has to stay here for 5,000 more years. Like, just... Can't he just have, like, whatever, 60, 70 more with Yugi and just, like, be kind of a fun ghost teen? I'm that young thug tweet that's like, I hate when girls die, but it's just I hate when teens die. Uh, My last note, and it does pain me to say it, it, it pains me for this this to be the last thought uh, in Pod of Greed colon Duel Monsters. But uh, I, I'm i Tristan for once at the very end when he's yelling at Atem. Like, oh, you think you can just, like, show up and be friends with all of us and then just, like, fucking go off to die? Go off to Christian heaven? Um. Also, I was putting... But I've been wandering around the house, putting, just commenting on Yu-Gi-Oh! to Nora's um, delight, I'm certain. She, she just gave me a thumbs up. Uh, and when Chubby says, uh, 
Maybe there's some things we aren't meant to understand. I just yelled, Joey, shut the fuck up, you don't understand anything. And then Joey immediately said, I've spent most of my life not understanding anything, so I can't even roast him. Because <sighs> he already roasts himself. Anyway, I simply... <laughs> Whatever, I know it's themes, but also the other theme is uh, a Tem learning not to fucking self-sacrifice all the time and ask for help from his friends and stuff, and then at the very 11th hour, they're like, okay, well, you may sacrifice yourself once. Um, and I know I'm just a big weenie baby, and I like a happy ending, and I just wanted them to all be together and happy at the end, but you know what? Sue me. Uh, the only Dark Side of Dimensions very minor spoiler I will say is that the... Uh, very last couple minutes of this episode make the intro to the movie infinitely funnier. Um, and that's all I'll say about that. Uh, we'll see you in a couple weeks here for Dark Side of Dimensions. I will find a way to be on that episode if I have to invent internet to myself. Uh, let's see here. I think that's it. I have gone on ooh, way too long here. But uh, in summary... Uh, it's a good show. I'm ready to, uh, <laughs> ready to enter Duel Academy in Slifer Red, because I don't like playing the card game of Duel Monsters. Good night. Good luck. Uh, Peach. Go Vibes. Great. I agree Thank you, wholeheartedly. <laughs> I, yeah. 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 I, I'm on board with that. Definitely. King of good takes. King of good takes. Wow. So anyway, after all that, we have been Pod of Greed. You can find us on Twitter at Pod of Greedcast. You can go to our Discord by going to Kaiba.online. We are on Tumblr at podofgreed.tumblr.com, but there's never really anything there, so don't really bother, I guess. Um, We have a Patreon. We also have one five dollar supporter on patreon who is i believe still service to dry thank you very much thank Sarvis. you yeah and you, you know you can go to our patreon for all really good stuff go to patreon.com slash pod of greed for good shit and to give us money you should give us money you can listen listen to our patron episodes we've got we've got a, some good ones do, do you want to some good stuff announce what our new prestige podcasting series is on patreon Oh god! Yeah, say the name, Max. <laughs> uh, the name of our uh, prestige Patreon podcasting series that was not my original idea is called Grugio. And if you can't figure it out by the name, we're watching all the Despicable Me movies <sighs> and also the Minions movies because it's the only way that I can feel anymore. <laughs> I will not apologize for suggesting this. I have my reasons. Shut the fuck. I up. will never stop thanking you for suggesting. <laughs> I I had it sprung upon me. I didn't realize we were doing it when. <laughs> on the day I was recorded. Life comes at you fast, baby. Yeah, it turns out Despicable Me is actually a good movie. I've been Sarah McCostumes. You can find me on Twitter at Sarah McCostumes and everywhere else. I, speaking of endings and things, finishing like this podcast is finishing, I'd also do or did a podcast called Never Believe It, which is about not watching Naruto. Uh, and unfortunately that is coming to an end, but you should go and check it out and check out all the episodes that we have done. Every podcast has to end. This one is not ending yet, but sometimes... What can I say? Okay. Sometimes it'd be like that. All right. Uh, 
I'm Dan. You can find me at a lot of places, and you can find all those places at linktr.ee slash Mike underscore Dawson with a zero. Uh, I, you can find my Twitter. You can find my other podcasts, which include The Sonic Shuffle, a random and holistic Sonic lore podcast. We just recorded a really fun episode about the Princess Sally miniseries uh, of Archie Comics. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can listen to Strangers Fiction, an audio entropy podcast that that's that's about uh, actual play and uh, focused on one-shots. You can listen to Disney Minus, a Disney podcast I do with uh, Stephen Marshmallow and the decidedly not online cat. <laughs> uh, and of course, there is my art blog and my Kodash fee, where for as little as $3, you can order a commission for me. Or There's at Xbox underscore holiday, where Usher celebrates holidays with Xbox. And that's everything. Um, very recently, it was uh, Maximilian Pegasus's birthday. Happy birthday, Maximilian Pegasus. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday, Daddy. Maximilian Pegasus. I've been Maximilian Rower. You can find me on Twitter at MaxiBajillion and everywhere else at MaxiBajillion, too. Yeah, I got a couple other shows, too. One of them is called Wow Cool Robot. I do it with Sarah and our friend Colin, currently. Subject to change. We'll get through Zayd eventually. That's on Twitter at Wow Cool Podcast. And another show I do with my friend Jordan is about video game music, and that's called Slappers Only. And you can find that on Twitter at Slappers Only Pod or SlappersOnlyPod.com. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm Audrey. You can find me on uh, Twitter and Tumblr at Optimum on Prime, my funny internet robot joke. I do not currently have any other podcasts, asterisk currently. Um, but if you are interested in possibly seeing more from me in the future, you can follow uh, at The Reticulation on Tumblr, Twitter, and Facebook as well, which is the URL that is spelled, by the way, T-H-E-R-E-T-I-C-U-L-A-T-I-O-N. Um, and uh, that is the URL for a website I'm trying to launch with a very dear friend of mine uh, to... Uh, raise LGBT voices in the realm of pop culture criticism. Right on. And with that, in the words of our ancestors, I set myself face down. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) Faked me out there. That's it. I just set myself face down. I'm staying there. Yeah. I set myself face down. I set myself face up and prepare to go to gamer school. (laughs) Finally, I will go to school. I prepare to get my game on. I get in my Gundam and fly away. Bye. Bye. Peach. 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 We did it.